And on the seventh day, God created Halloween, so that children may know terror with a side of diabetes. <laughs> Listen to them, children of the night. What music they make. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Hello, Palmer. Hey. I only said hi back to me. Not you, Sam. Not you, Sam. (laughs) I mean, I'm just here for, I don't know, you guys keep inviting me. Yep. It's true. I don't know why at this point. It started off just you and me. Yeah. Do we keep inviting you, though, or do you just keep showing up? Probably the latter. (laughs) Yeah. You inviting me means that you'd actually want me to be here. My dog really likes you. That's true. Your Your dog invited me. Oh my god. She like, sent me letters in the mail. Your life is so sad. David Berkowitz dropped them off. Luna just like calls you up on the phone like rawr, 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 rawr. <laughs> I'll be wake, right there, I swear. Wakes up Atticus in the process. Just you, you hear yelping in the back. <laughs> Shut up, Luna. Shut up. She probably hears her name. She's probably sitting outside the door right now just wondering. <laughs> she knows we're talking shit about her. <laughs> All right. Welcome to, uh, what is this, 133? Yeah, 133. Yes. Um, first things first, we got some winners. Some winner, winners. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Yes. Well, I don't know if there will be chicken served at this place. <laughs> what does that even mean? Winner, winner, it's, chicken uh, dinner? Yeah. Is it from like... It's from Blackjack. Okay. Um... I, I used to know the history okay. behind it. Um, but somebody, I don't somebody write me an email and tell me, please. I legit thought oh, it was from right. PUBG. <laughs> no, it had, it had to do with... Uh, Did you win a chicken dinner? Yeah, so there was that. Uh, there was like some special at this casino where if you hit blackjack, you won a free chicken dinner. Uh, like so, at the casino? Yeah. Okay. Oh, so you won like a free buffet chicken yeah, dinner. Yeah, pretty much. I want to win a casino chicken dinner. Oh, I would love to win a free buffet dinner so bad, especially like a fancy one oh, with like steak and shrimps. I feel like that's every every buffet. Like a though. nice one. Yeah. I don't want shit steak. I want. You want good steak. Good steak. <laughs> you don't want that seven dollar prime rib. No. Isn't that the draw though? Isn't that how people can oh, casinos get play people in doors? Absolutely. Yeah. Is yeah. through the seven dollar prime ribs? Probably. It's I thought both. it was the free drinks. Honestly, it's both. Could it not be both? Some Could places be. are better about free drinks than others. Yeah. The more you win, the quicker they bring those drinks around yeah it also depends on where you're sitting in yeah, general if you're playing slots they don't give you any drinks i did i will say i did notice that what was the what was the the oh god where did we stay for our ashes bachelor party i can't remember it was purple everywhere <laughs> it doesn't matter what a wonderful and enthralling story <laughs> that was great of, and then you lost 500 and then i lost 500 no i ended up breaking making more money that right just trying to think of what's purple. Was Excalibur? the inside purple Were you at or Excalibur? the outside purple? No, it wasn't Excalibur. Purple what's flamingo? The... No. What's pink? It's called the purple flamingo. Oh, I don't uh, it was near Caesars. I Sahara? But it wasn't Caesars. No. Pur- uh, the purple zebra? No. That sounds like a strip club. Maybe it is. Was the Cosmopolitan open at that point? I don't think so. Purple monkey? It was like a very casual casino. Okay. So it wasn't the Venetian. Maybe it started with a D? I don't remember. Does, Anyways, I guess this doesn't really matter. Yeah. <laughs> None of this is relevant to what we need to was announce. Was it the La Quinta? 
Look, I love a La Quinta. I know you do. I really love a La Quinta. <laughs> that I've never been to a hotel that varies in quality so drastically, depending on where you are. I have been to La Quinta's that rival That's... Holiday Inns and like I don't even know one, what this means. The Hiltons. The, the one we stayed at when we were up in Maryland recording. That was like mid tier. If that was mid tier, if that was mid tier for my like I think that's the first time I've ever stayed at a La Quinta. Oh, that yeah. was your first La Quinta? That was my first La Quinta. Oh. But if that was mid-tier, that's a good mid-tier. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a good, yeah. Yeah, that was mid-tier. Uh, the ones that we stayed at, so the the when we did, when we did Jimmy's birth, or bachelor party, the one that we stayed at in downtown Colorado was an utter and complete shithole. <laughs> but it was perfect because we didn't care. We were too wasted or high the entire time to give right. a fuck about anything that was going on. Right. Yeah, they probably knew that. But then when the bachelor party... Like, uh, so a whole bunch of people left after the first weekend, and me and Jimmy went hiking and stuff, like, for the second half of the bachelor party, and every, we stayed at two other La Quintas, and those La Quintas... <laughs> Why do you only stay at La Quinta? Because I fucking... You, you can't get better bang for your buck. <laughs> Were you born <laughs> in a La Quinta? Huh? <laughs> Might have been. <laughs> it might have been. Uh, the other two La Quintas that we stayed at, like, were as nice as Hilton's. Wow. Yeah. Like, totally brand new on the inside. Like, very chic, modern looking. Ooh, I'd never, chic. I'd never stayed at La Quinta's that nice in my life. But now I have that tier of La Quinta in my head. Mm. And every time I go to a La Quinta that doesn't match it's that tier of La Quinta, it is, it is quite disappointing. That's if anybody wants you. to write in and say how many times we said La Quinta in this opening sequence, I will send you something nice. Yes. Sponsored by La Quinta. <laughs> I wish. That'd be great. We will put together a package for if, you. If anybody knows anybody at La Quinta's advertising department that wants to sponsor this It would be podcast, dope because then we could just be like, hey, we're just like La Quinta. Sometimes it's better. Sometimes it's worse. That's true. That's a motto if Enjoy there ever was one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. So we have three winners. Uh, <laughs> BJ, BJ Crowder. Uh, Tan you get Morrison. into room at La Quinta. <laughs> Dan Morrison and Joanna Schultz, all three of you have won a pair of tickets to the first Jason concert that's coming up on uh, the 17th. Um, If you guys can shoot us your emails, we've heard back from BJ already, but if we can hear back from the other two so we can follow up and and get you these these tickets sent out, that'd be great. (laughs) That'd be great. That'd be great. So we we recently noticed... Some animosity mm. towards the term spooky season. Uh, mm-hmm. A friend of the podcast, in particular, Matt Leslie, took to Twitter to voice his distaste the phrase. Um, especially nailing the term spooky. Oh, spooky? Mm. Yeah, well, he said spooky. He said, can we stop saying spooky season? And then he released a second tweet that was like a rant that was just like, spooky's even worse. Oh. Uh, something along the lines of like, cutesifying... Yeah. The holiday. Uh, where do we stand on this? What are our thoughts? We say spooky season, spooky season all the time. Our listeners don't seem to give a fuck that we say spooky season. I don't really give a fuck. I don't even really know. It's a thing, right? Spooky. Yeah. 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 I don't know where but it, does really it yeah, originated. Does, what does, does it come from? I don't know. <laughs> I feel like memes. I mean, yeah, it has I'm... to be some sort of meme, right? I don't know. Just... So I don't have any problem with spooky season at yeah. all. In fact, I would say back the fuck up. <laughs> and leave this, it. <laughs> this is Alex's new segment, back the fuck up. And leave it alone. 
Because I think that spooky season has sort of just replaced, for a lot of people, just replaced fall. Yeah. So it starts to get cold. It gets to be October. And, like, people used to be like, let's go apple picking. Like, let's put gourds outside our front door. And I'm like, no, let's put a big old spider web and, like, go take pictures with my kids in the graveyard. <laughs> and I get away with it. My favorite thing is I don't even have to put up fake spider webs outside my house. <laughs> Neither do we. It's like we just re- we just replaced the porch light. And it is horrendous. Oh, it, yeah, I saw that. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Also, I feel like spooky season is just it makes people happy. Yeah, I mean, doesn't like, it? Yeah, I I think uh, Halloween doesn't really have like a, a seasonal thing. It's a day, right? right? Yeah. There's no like seasonal description for Halloween, so I think spooky season serves a purpose. It's not replacing Halloween. No, it's not replacing Halloween. Uh, I think it's yeah, like you said, you know, the weather starts to cool off. You're not sweating, or at least I'm not sweating as much anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, the holidays are coming, and you get to loosen your belt buckle a bit because you're gonna start putting on the pounds because mm-hmm. beach season's over. Mm-hmm. I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait for pumpkin pie. <laughs> like, exactly, but exactly, like it gives us. It, well, I think it turns it into. A, Reasonably, a six-week run-up, right? Because um, I feel like spooky season kind of even extends past Hall- Halloween for some people. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, right. so- and it starts before October sometimes. I yeah, think. I think it September. like mid mid to late September. I feel like as soon as it, depending on where you live too, you know what I mean. Like for us, I feel like spooky season starts around October because that's when it gets cold. Yeah, but other people have already it's already been cold for quite a while. Ish. In my heart, it's always cold. In my heart, it's you fucking right about that. So I came up with some alternate <laughs> suggestions. Back the fuck up. <laughs> okay, hit us. For, for quote-unquote spooky season. Because I also wasn't sure by the tweet if he had a problem with like the commercialization of Halloween, a.k.a. spooky season, or just mm. the term spooky season. The spooky season start as soon as the first... <laughs> Uh, Spirit of Halloween opens yes, up in an that abandoned is, that's Toys R Us. <laughs> is that when spooky season officially starts? Mm-hmm. I feel like it. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Or when you start to see the signs of the places where <laughs> the Spirit of Halloween will be. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. Four alternate names for spooky season. Ominous October. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Terror time. Because <laughs> <laughs> that could be any month. Yeah. Macabre month. And the four frightening Fridays, two months before the end of the fiscal year. That one's my favorite. <laughs> I do like that one. I'm gonna also trademark replacing Halloween, uh, if that becomes the official name uh, sponsored by us. Mm-hmm. Uh, four frightening Fridays, two months before the end of the fiscal year, mm-hmm. uh, culminates in the All Hallows spooktacular spooky season finale blast. <laughs> Perfect. I'm here okay. for it. I feel like that sounds like something that Leslie Nope would put on for. Me. And Bonnie, I'm just here, Indiana. apparently, to really just twist it and piss off Matt Leslie when he does this. <laughs> Although I don't know that the fiscal year is always in December. No, ours is in February. Yeah. Okay, yeah. We'll add the, the... It's Im- my fiscal year, though. Tax years. Tax years end in December. December. Okay, well, and, you know, For normal American people right. that aren't corporations. And you can also, you know, change it to, to suit yourself. So if there's more than... Four Frightening Fridays, or Four Frightening Fridays. That's true. There's actually five. There's five Frightening Fridays this month. An X amount of months before the end of the fiscal year. Yeah. You can change it for your own. But it's always going to culminate in the All Hallows Spooktacular. You can't even say it. (laughs) It's Spooktacular. I should have done Spooktacular Spoopy Season Finale Blast. That one's easier to say. Yeah. 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 So I might might change that. I haven't trademarked it yet, but it's coming. (laughs) So uh, I was also thinking about 
all the things that COVID has taken away from us. Because uh, mm-hmm. like like the rest of my life, COVID has started to infect football, uh, <laughs> and nothing that I hold dear is sacred this year whatsoever. Uh, rest in peace, Dak Prescott. What would you rather have, his broken ankle or him having COVID? COVID. <laughs> well, as long as it's not bad COVID. Like, if it was like... Asymptomatic COVID. Yeah, I would rather it be like Cam Newton. <laughs> booty scooting name. Cam Newton. Asymptomatic <laughs> COVID. COVID. Yeah. That's really... That's what I would prefer compared to the fact that I just literally saw, like, my, my quarterback on the ground holding his ankle, like, will it work? <laughs> just dangling <laughs> from a thread, dude. Like, that broke my heart. <laughs> I don't think it's gonna work. I don't think it's gonna. You should. I didn't even see it, but I don't think it's gonna work. For a split second there, like he he looked like he was trying. He was like, "I think I can get back up," and his ankle was literally just like this. So the very first thing I saw when it happened is it kind of looked because everything was white that his foot just came out of his shoe. Yeah, and he just needed someone's help, like pulling his shoe back on. Yeah, and then they like stopped and looked at it. I was like, "No, his foot is still in his shoe, but it has detached and gone a different way." Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, uh, your former. Former quarterback Tony Romo, I think it was Tony Romo. That, or yeah, was it, it was I, Tony Romo. Goes, looks like he's down with a cramp. Yeah, <laughs> looks, Tony- no, he, he said, "I hope, I really hope that's a cramp." Oh. And then, and then it, the camera zoomed in, and he just went, "Oh, oh. no, <laughs> not a cramp." Uh, yeah, I can't imagine what that must have been like from his perspective. The guy he literally mentored is on the ground with with a, with a compound fracture on the field. Uh, mm. Anyway. Yeah, that was so. COVID has also taken some other stuff from us because normally around this time of year we talk about the ludicrous amounts of food coloring that go into foods. I'm usually uh, this is my annual time to sacrifice my insides for the greater good and the yeah. knowledge of everyone to find out what color your poop turns. Yep. Usually green. Usually yeah. green. It is sometimes usually white. Uh, because as we have learned, when something is dyed black, it is really just a ludicrous amount of blue, green, and green, blue green, blue green, green. Black is the new breed. <laughs> <laughs> and I have to say, I'm I'm sad. You'd think with the the boom in fast food this year. Ah, not a complete boom though. Taco Bell stripped away half their menu. Yeah, yes. that's true. You but, guys can come over. I'll make you some squid ink pasta or something. That's black. That's true. I do like some squid ink pasta. I eat it. <laughs> It doesn't even taste like anything. No, it doesn't. No, no it's just no. black pasta. It's just black pasta. Okay, maybe I could be interested. I can make it. I'll make it. I'll okay. make, you guys come over for dinner. I'll make you a spoopy meal. <laughs> yes. We'll do it for our spooktacular <laughs> spoopy blast. Spoopy annual blast or whatever. Four weeks finale before. blast. There we go. Spoopy finale blast? Yes. That sounds like a bad case of diarrhea. Yeah, <laughs> that's what you get after you eat what these Burger King menus put out every year. <laughs> This is an incredible, <laughs> exhilarating conversation. Oh, that I, I don't know what you're talking about, man. This is quality content. <laughs> also, uh, because COVID can't can't completely stop the world from turning. Um, we kind of talk about this every year when this happens, but Camp Crystal Lake, the real-life Camp Crystal Lake, is mm-hmm. indeed going to be offering tours on Halloween. And Well, you sleep outside, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all outdoors. Uh, I guess except for when you tour the cabins. I, do these ones, I don't think you sleep over, though, do you? Oh, I don't know. No, so these ones are much, much cheaper than the ones that they normally have because they don't want people to be in such close vicinity with each other. Ah, uh, uh, gotcha. So it's only... I was looking. It was a lot cheaper this year. Like, usually it's like thousands of dollars. This one, you just come into tours and it's like hundred and it's like 200 bucks. Right, 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 right. But you have to be in... 
at the it time is at nighttime, New though. Jersey. Yeah, but, but at least the full tour is. That's pretty mm-hmm. cool. Okay. Yeah, so they're starting it. So it's lakefront tour starting at eighty nine bucks, and full tour starting at one hundred and fifty nine bucks. Okay. Um, they are in the dark. They do want you to bring your flashlights, um, but it does include some special gifts and some promo stuff. Uh, approximately a thirty dollar value, according to their their advertising. Campaign. So a DVD. Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. Memorialize. Yeah, just wait. Instagram obligatory Friday the Thirteenth box set has, photos has coming it shipped up. Yet? Oh, it's here, baby. It's here. Okay. It's here. I was wondering, have you watched that? Have any you of it? not posted nude with it on your carpet? <laughs> it's coming up. It's coming up. No. Uh, um, apparently, there are a bunch of issues. I haven't watched any of them yet, but apparently, there are a bunch of issues. Uh, so I guess Friday the 13th, the 3D version. Uh-huh. Uh, so um, the third one, when it released in the 80s, uh-huh. was this was in 3D. Uh, 3D? Yeah, yeah it was those blue and red glasses. <laughs> um, and apparently there's a whole bunch of issues with the 3D cut of that film. Uh, there are two entire scenes cut out of Jason X. Uh, uh, one of them might like be on purpose. Complete- that, like no, this was all just like on accident, I guess. Uh, Damn. Um, and then one of the, I guess, part four or something might be completely botched. Some users are saying that, or some uh, people that purchased it are saying that they can't watch it at all. Oh um, no! So I assume they're gonna redo. Yeah, it. Scream Factory has has already got the ball rolling. So do you have on, to send yours back, or do you now have like a no, super special just, collector's edition that doesn't work? Yeah, it's a, that's exactly what it's going to turn into. Yeah. Is like uh, so it's a misprint. Yeah, yeah. So so basically, they're they're going to ship out. Uh, you have to uh, let them know whether mm-hmm. or not you're one of the people that it's affected. Okay. Uh, once you do that, then I guess they're going to ship out the correct versions of the films, and then you can just add them to your. You don't have to ship anything back. They're cool. just going to send them back out. Um, but apparently it's only for people in the U.S. Oh. So it's people a region, that region lock shit. <laughs> well, n- no, it's not a region lock collection. So people that over- ordered overseas are not subject to this return policy. <laughs> They're not entitled to oh, it? So no, it, aff- it affected everybody, but only people in the U.S. can get the replacement one. Yeah. Oh. Dang. So that's the issue. That's I guess that's a bigger issue. I guarantee you Scream Factory is probably going probably to be like, hey, we're, you know, we'll change Our this. Bad. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, but no, that's you're, Sam. You're right. That's exactly what it's going to be. Like this collection is going to be What's like the misprint collection. It's going to be worth expensive. a shitload yeah. of money. Um, <laughs> but you don't know if your DVDs work though. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't popped any of them in there to watch them. I uh, was actually going to start yesterday, and uh, my wife looked at me like she kind of wanted me to die <laughs> when I suggested that we turn one on. <laughs> So I decided maybe that maybe wasn't the best idea. idea. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> um, Soon though, I'd like to watch some of it with you. Yeah, because you guys, from from what yeah, I understand, I'm you guys haven't really. I mean, you guys have seen some of the ones that we've watched for the. Yeah. But you guys yeah. haven't seen it. Like, I, I have no, not seen no. all of them. Yeah, you I've guys seen, aren't. Like, the first one. You guys aren't. One, you guys aren't lore one. friendly with the series. <laughs> no, <we're not. laughs> no, definitely not. With, with the saga of Jason Voorhees. Oh my god! Are you uh, going to be like this the whole time? Yes. <laughs> Palmer is the director's are, commentary. I don't, I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> they're all they're all terrible films. Uh, honestly, there's like it'll probably get around to like, hey, uh, I'm about to watch this one. This one's actually a lot of fun. If you guys want to wait, or if you guys want to come over and watch if it, if you want to wait to watch the next yeah. one. <laughs> if they're all so bad, maybe that's what happened. Scream Factory was trying to save people. It's like maybe. a little joke. Maybe. Like, you can't watch this one. It's awful. Maybe. Uh, but yeah, I'm super excited. I mean, the box the box is awesome. The little booklet that it shipped with was awesome. 
uh, I love the so a couple of the covers are just like gore shots. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice! Uh, and then some of them are just like the original movie posters and stuff. Like they, it looks like they had a lot of fun putting this thing together. Um, I'm super excited. But but yeah, back to the lakefront tours that we were talking about for Camp Crystal. Like uh, you can go pre-order the tickets now. Um, it looks like the evening events for October are October 23rd, 24th, and 25th, as well as October 30th and 31st, and then November 13th. And November 14th. So uh, you can go purchase them now. I will say I think some of them are already sold out. I'm sure. Well, because they're such a... They're a much better price than what they normally are. Yeah. Well, one of the winners uh, for for the first Jason, like, went uh-huh. on one of them. Yeah, he posted some pictures on our Facebook that was like, yeah, I went on one of them. They were awesome. Awesome. Um, Jealous. Yeah, a little bit. Just a little bit. I would drive up to New Jersey for that. I would, too. That's honestly. one of the only reasons I would go to New Jersey to begin with. Bingo. <laughs> <laughs> I have no problems with New Jersey. You wouldn't. You're right. I wouldn't. <laughs> and for anybody, for anybody that happens to be in New Jersey that hears me say that, don't worry. I don't just hate you. I also hate New York. You're, what? I don't... I, Look, rest in peace, Mom, because she's from New York. She fucking hated the fact that I hate New York City. <laughs> well, I'll carry on through her. There you Fuck go. you, Sam. <laughs> Perfect. All right. You guys ready to talk about some horror headlines? Yeah. Am I ever? Headlines. <laughs> Oh my god. I totally forgot to mention that this is our first podcast in, in the new studio room. It is. We did our live stream in here, but uh, this is exciting. I and mean, we haven't been together yeah, in a while. That's true. We haven't been in the same room in a while. Well, we did one episode. It wasn't the last episode. It was two episodes before we did, no, we did the stream in here. Didn't we do an episode here? We did one where I had to leave early. Remember where you guys were yes. talking about? Oh, did we? Yes. Oh. Um, the vampire one. Whatever. Oh, um... With little no, girl. that was before I had all this the foam up on the walls. Oh, and you're right. Yeah, it was before the room was finished. Yeah, yeah. yeah. before the room yeah. was finished. But we had we have done one episode in here previously. Yes, new yeah. home. New Love home. it. It looks amazing in <laughs> yeah. here. Yeah, prepare for obligatory Instagram photos of what that's going to look like once it's completely um, done. Too, bro. I'm getting kind of furious looking at the foam though. Why the top line? That's because that wall. Look at the, the ceiling. Wall. The ceiling, dude. It's like my house. My house is the same way, and it drives me insane. I was like, do I just keep keep in line with the line of the, and then everything's crooked? No, you made the right choice. I think I think you made the right choice, but it drives me insane because my house does the same thing. Yeah, it's yeah. none of the walls. It's are uneven. Level. Yeah, <laughs> none none of the ceiling lines are level in my yeah. house, and it kills me. Yeah. Well, uh-huh. I mean, if you think about it, it's. It's an old house. It's true. It's got to settle. Yeah. Well, it's impossible to make it perfectly straight. Unacceptable. <laughs> okay, <laughs> neurotic. <laughs> if I didn't know otherwise, I'd assume you're German. <laughs> I believe you should tear down the house every three years and rebuild it to make sure that all lines are perfectly straight. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Fucking Jesus. <laughs> Fucking German. Right. All right. Opening things up. Fede Alvarez's upcoming sequel to Don't Breathe. Uh, still not breathing. Yes. Yeah, still don't breathe. Um, <laughs> it's something we talked about before on the podcast. This, this, this show or this movie. Um, 
Admittedly, not for a while, though. Mm-hmm. It's been a long yeah. time since we've talked about this. And I think it was probably like postponed like everything else was during COVID and yeah. the shooting, at least. Um, but it wrapped filming, at least for Stephen Lang. Um, audiences will remember he played the infamous blind man. Um, he's completed his portions of, of the shoots. Um, the film is rumored to be titled Don't Breathe Again. Um, and it's set a few <laughs> years. It doesn't even make any sense. <laughs> it's set a few years after the events of the first film as we follow the blind man once again living in Solost when his uh, past comes back to haunt him. Bloody Disgusting dished out some more details as follows. In Don't Breathe 2, the blind man has been hiding out for years in an isolated cabin and has taken in a uh, and raised a young girl orphaned from a house fire. Their quiet, quiet existence is shattered when a group of kidnappers show up to try to take the girl, forcing the blind man to leave his safe haven to save her. I have a bit of an issue with this, right? Yeah, ew, gross. Because suddenly he's supposed to be the good guy. I don't necessarily know that he's a redeemable character after trying to artificially inseminate a woman with a, a turkey baster full of his own semen. No, because he just <laughs> wanted a weird replacement daughter, but he had to sexually assault a woman to get there. Right. And now he has his weird baster baby. And I mean, he's <laughs> just... Baster baby. <laughs> Now he's supposed to be a good character. I don't see you it. Can, you can yeah. lump that terrible decision in with a terrible decision to name it something somehow worse than Die Hard 2, Die Harder. <laughs> breathe harder. <laughs> don't breathe anymore. I feel like I could think of like a million names that would have been better. Well, I feel like that's got to be a joke, right? Like it's got to be like those old like like 70s movies that were named yes. this kind of thing. Yeah. Right? It's yeah. got to be a nod to that. Uh, I hope so. I, th- I think it's just supposed to be a tongue-in-cheek thing. I don't know. I maybe. think it's also going over a lot of people's heads, like mine. Yeah. <laughs> they just think it's dumb. Yeah, yeah. Um, in addition, even if this film wraps, how will it, how will it be released? I don't know. Sony is a pretty big backer. Mm. I'm not sure they're going to settle for a VOD only premiere. They might not have a choice though. Yeah, since half the movie theaters in the United States officially close on Thursday. But just temporarily. That's true. Um, but we don't know how long that temporarily is. Yeah. Wait, they're closing again. Regal, Regal. all Regal's closing. I thought that was. A permanent thing. So no, my, no, my understanding after temporary. I read about oh, it is it? that it's temporary, but they don't know how long temporary is. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I know. I was like, are we never going to get to go to West Creek again? <laughs> That's what I was saying. Like, if West Tower closes and, For like, West officially Tower. closes, like, closes, closes, and, like, Regal's out of there and nothing ever moves in, like, I'm going to Mad Max the fuck out of that place and it's going to become my new home base. Can we... We should... What we should do is raise... If we can't, we should try to start a campaign to see if if we can buy it. And if we can't buy it, we should start a campaign to see if we can at least rent the place and show one film. I would love that. One film. One film. Just one. But what would it be? Oh. I don't know. That's a long discussion. (laughs) Easy. What? Tanny and the T Rex. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah but, you're right. But uh, you said the title wrong. <laughs> Tanny. I'm pretty sure I said it exactly how it's no. on the movie. It's, no. t- it's Tanny, right? No. Yeah. Tanny and the T Rex. Tanny and the T Rex. The great thing about this studio is that it is on the second floor of this house. So if I decide to eject you out of a window, <laughs> you will at least break something. Yeah, hopefully not your ankle. Yeah, yeah. probably not. Oh, Dak Prescott. Anyways. Uh, next up, Crispin Glover, who, uh, you know, I love. Crispin fucking Glover. Yeah, he's great. He's, he's start- so great, right? He is. 
He is quite great. He's starring in a Brett Easton Ellis who uh, created American Psycho for all those that, that don't know. For all uh, those who don't know that. <laughs> for all those that don't know that. A uh, <laughs> film called uh, Smiley Face Killers. It's being directed by Tim Hunter. And the f- film explores the conspiracy based on real life events as a strange wave of mysterious drownings of male college students plagues the California coast. Jake Graham uh, struggles to keep his life together at school, finding himself stalked by a hooded figure who is played by Glover, um, driving an unmarked van. Jake fears that he may become the next victim in the killer's horrific spree. The trailer, released by Lionsgate, confirms an R rating and features some high-tension thrilling events, coupled with a couple hints of some gruesome violence. Um, I really like Crispin Glover in horror films. Yes, I think that's his niche. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he's got the weird face for it. Yes, he does. Well, he's just got the weird everything. Yeah, he's just he's a weird dude. And I think he's like a, he's like actually a weird dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's not like, does it play a weird dude? Like, he's for sure a weird dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Which is much, fine. We much like weird. Joaquin Phoenix, he's yes. actually a fucking bizarre person. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. So I'm really happy to, to continue on with this Crispin Glover resurgence. And uh, you can count me in. The film is going to be even better. The film is going to be released on VOD in Thank December. Thank you. Perfect. So there's also, <clears throat> I know it's kind of not, you know, not a movie, but there's a really good documentary or miniseries on the Smiley Face Killer on Oxygen Channel. Is there really? Yeah, it's very good. Okay. <laughs> if you guys ever get a chance huh. to watch it. All right. Yeah, I'll check it out. I admittedly don't know anything about this. There, this is... it's, so it's just like two or three men who think that this is like a thing mm-hmm. and everyone else is like, no, that's not a thing. Oh, uh, okay. But okay. it's very good. Gotcha. It's Dude, interesting. His middle name is Hellion. Crispin Glover's is? Yes. Crispin Hellion Glover? Yes. That's okay. even better. Why don't we call him that? Hellion that's what Glover? I'm going to refer him mm-hmm. refer to him as a, from now on. Um, Hellion Glover? Really? Yeah. Yeah, apparently. Be cooler, can you? No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, next up, The Addams Family, the animated version, uh, is getting a sequel from MGM. The film's going to be released on Halloween 2021, which I'll believe when I see. Uh, and it looks like the entire voice cast is going to be returning. Cool. Oscar Isaac, Charles Theron, um, Chloe Grace Moretz, Finn Wolfhard, Finn pretty Wolfhard. much everybody. Um, I did not know Snoop Dogg was it. I had no idea. I didn't, I didn't either. That's... Did any of us watch this? It's so It was so not... It's on HBO Max. I might have to give it a shot okay. and see what it's all about. Um, the film got a poster featuring Wednesday and the tagline, a sequel. How original. Um, yeah. At least it's got the <laughs> self-awareness to jab itself. I feel I like it's got the... Uh, I feel like it has the right kind of tongue-in-cheekness for Adam's family. Yeah, like, for sure. You know, bleak satirism. Yeah. For sure. Um, I was... I, for some reason, I thought the movie wasn't that well-received when it came out. Apparently, but, it made like $200 million. But the, really? The yeah. comments on this article were nothing but positive. Huh, like, maybe. people seem to be very excited that this I is getting a I think maybe it's for people with like... Y- 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 not young, young children, but kids. But now that we have kids, like I'm much more receptive and appreciative oh, yeah. of this kind like, of I stuff. Like I would absolutely take Silas to see this later. Um, 89% of Google users liked it. <laughs> <laughs> what was that one movie that we reviewed that like 70% of Google users liked and I was just like, no, no. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like that's most of them. But only yeah, 64% of, I only got 64% of Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, well, I mean, that's still pretty oh, good. Oh, it's though. on Netflix? No. Is it? It doesn't matter. Uh, I'll check. Maybe it is. Maybe it was Netflix that I saw it on, not HBO Max. I saw it on some streaming service. Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> You're still trying to figure out whether or not it's on It just Netflix? told me that the title can't be played because it exceeds the maximum maturity rating set in my parental controls. Nice. I was like just watching porn. Porn, <laughs> essentially, on here. Pornography's fine, but violence isn't. Uh, next up, speaking of violence, Psycho Gorman, a film that we've mentioned once before on this cast, uh, has a poster that makes it look like a family film, but I assure you that it is <laughs> Dude, not it really looks film. like Starboy. Yeah, it really does. Yes. It really does. <laughs> Uh, Steven Kostansky, the man behind Leprechaun Returns and The Void, had his upcoming uh, horror comedy picked up by RLJE Films and Shudder, featuring uh, a supporting turn from Kostansky's Astron 6 collaborator, Adam Brooks. Um, Psycho Gorman, also called PG, which I think is pretty funny, introduces an emerging star, uh, well, several emerging stars. Uh, It's basically like people summon an alien to the planet, and as a result, it turns into Power Rangers. That's, bas- that's basically <laughs> what it's And that's it's it. It's like Voltron or Power Rangers Dude, love with it. a lot of violence. I'm all um, for it. I'm really, really excited about that. So basically, yeah, he... he, he his arrival on Earth uh, results in a, a gallery, as they put it, of galactic combatants as they converge on the strange realm created in a small town... So, um, Suburbia. So the film will be out on VOD January 22nd, 2021, and available on Shutter later in the year. Given Shutter's history, it usually I'm, takes about two months. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel, no, it's longer than that. Yeah. It is. I think it depends on the movie. It's been longer lately. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. think about how long it, we, would, we were talking about Color Out of Space That's until true. when they got that. Yeah. Uh, and, God, what else? What else was it? Um, that one with uh, that one with the guy with the thing. We all hated it because well, you and I hated it because she cussed like left and right. Oh, um, we don't like it when women manic. cuss. <laughs> was it manic? Well, I'm, I'm, I am also positive. Oh, you mean the one that I paid for? Yeah, like three days before it wound up on Shutter. Yeah. Oh yeah, which one was that? I think it's called Manic. No, 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 no. no, no. Every time we mention oh, bliss, there yes. it is. Yeah. Every time we mention that, that you and I. Can, Piece of shit, fucking god, fucking damn movie. Every every time that I mention that you and I hated that movie, we literally get a ton of people that write in and are just like, "Dude, I don't get it." Everybody loves why? that movie. Yeah, everybody loves that movie, and I don't. I do not understand why. Hmm. Well, maybe because you're stupid. Maybe you just don't like strong female leads. Yeah, so. that's your problem. Is you don't have. I'm hanging out with you too much, I guess. <laughs> yeah, you guys are. Infecting this podcast. I guess so. PG looks awesome. Go see it. Uh, Resident Evil is getting a reboot. We've seen their critically acclaimed and relatively well-received remakes of RE2 and RE3. I fucking hate it. Now it's time for the movie universe to get the reboot treatment. I think this is long overdue. Yeah, I guess so. Johannes Roberts, uh, 47 Meters Down, The Stranger's Prey at Night, is directing a feature film for the uh, for Constantine film. And we've got a casting... Well, we've got some casting news today. Kaya Scoladero, Scoladero, Scoladero from Crawl. Got it. Claire is going to be playing Claire Redfield alongside Hannah John Kamen from Ant Man and the Wasp, and Jill Valentine, or as Jill Valentine, Robbie Amell uh, from Upload as Chris Redfield, Tom Hopper from the Umbrella Academy as Albert Wesker, which is this one, that one, that that casting choice is questionable to me. Um, (laughs) This one, that one, that, that, that. (laughs) That casting choice is very questionable to me. Uh, Avon uh, Jogia from Zombieland Double Tap as Leon Kennedy and Neil McDonough, sorry, McDonough. 
That's, hmm. Who was your one that you're questionable about? Uh, Tom, Hopper. Tom Hopper as Albert Wesker. Okay. More as him him playing Albert Wesker than I okay, am so about Tom Hopper. Okay, so it's not Tom him specifically Hopper. about him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, Neil no, McDonough no, I think he can is, do it. Is going to be William Burke. He's I feel buff like, as shit. I feel like he'd be better served as. See, I think he should. I think he Chris should Redfield. be. Yeah, I yeah, think I he think, should be Chris Redfield. I think Redfield. he fits better as Chris than he does. This, as him Wesker. as Albert Wesker doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me personally. But mm. it is what it is. I'm just. I'm just. I'm just talking about from the perspective of the video games. Um, I mean, just, just looking. Like, just looking at a picture of him, and then also just seeing in my head what Chris Redfield looks like. Yeah. I feel like that's a match made in heaven. Oh, for sure. But for sure. <laughs> Especially like if it's like Resident Evil 5 era Chris Redfield where he's yeah. like steroided out and just, mm. you know, biceps the size of fucking oh, dumbbells. Yeah. He was on Game of Thrones, that's why. Oh, is that what you I recognize? I recognize. I feel like he's really familiar. <laughs> um, in a statement to Deadline, Roberts has revealed that with this movie, I really wanted to go back to the original first two games and recreate the terrifying visceral experience I had when I played them whilst at the same time telling a grounded human story about a small dying American town that feels both relatable and relevant in today's audiences. Um, you make him sound like such a douche. <laughs> that's because he hasn't made a good movie. <laughs> hey, 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 hot take of the evening. There we go. We're about to have time. The Strangest Prey at Night wasn't the worst thing I've ever seen. And 47 Meters Down looks a lot better after you've watched the sequel. <laughs> Are you just saying that Strangers Pray at Night wasn't the worst thing you've ever seen because What's-Her-Face with the giant tits is in it? Don't put words oh. in my mouth. <laughs> you know who I'm talking about. Yeah. Don't, don't you go putting words in my mouth. But no, 47 Meters Down looks a lot better after you've seen uh, the second one. Hmm. What is uh-huh. What is... What's her <laughs> name with the big boobs? I can't remember. Um, oh, Christine Hendricks. Yes, yes. yes. Christine <clears throat> Hendricks is in it. Uh, I thought she was your favorite. I mean, I'm a fan of hers <laughs> as 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 a wonderful human being mm-hmm. that I that I think she is. I loved her uh, in Mad Men. Yeah, she was wonderful in Mad Men, and she's been wonderful in several other things as well. Uh, but The Stranger's Prayer at Night was not a redeemable film. Um, <laughs> it really wasn't. She also and well, she died pretty early on, anyways. So. While I know that your wife really loves Forty Seven Meters Down, it is also a garbage film. <laughs> no, I, look, I've I've watched them both back to back because she made me. Yeah. The first one mm-hmm. looks like fucking Jaws when you follow it up by watching the second one. I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> That's fair. But, but is it Deep 2C? Too Deep 2C? Too, <laughs> too Deep 2C. Too so I don't know if you've seen that one. <laughs> I haven't. I had to convince Ben that that's actually what it was called. He kept telling me that I was a liar. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> what about 3 Deep 3C? <laughs> I can't wait for that one <laughs> um, because it's apparently it yeah. is apparently a direct sequel to Too Deep Too Sea. Oh baby! Uh, which really begs the question: um, Who's funding these college art projects, <laughs> and how do I get some of that sweet sweet money? I think it's Samuel L. Jackson. Probably. Probably. <laughs> uh, next up, we got some home video news. The greatest film ever made is finally coming to home video. Mm. People have literally waited for years. For this to release. Years. Years. Uh, Blu-ray collectors and film lovers will be flocking to pick this one up. So you better pre-order it right the fuck now. Because that's right. You guessed it. New Mutants getting a 4K Ultra HD release on November 17th. <laughs> Until it gets pushed back three times. Yes. Great. Yeah. 
moving on. <laughs> it wouldn't be Halloween if we didn't talk about a television staple that's been around as long as I can remember. The Simpsons Treehouse. This has literally been around since we were collectively born. Yes. You're aware, you're aware of yeah. this? Okay. 86 was the first year, wasn't 80, it? 87. 87. That yeah. is literally as old as I am. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> the Simpsons Treehouse of Horror, episode 31, is uh, arriving this year. Jesus. So That's exciting. Crazy. That's so yeah. exciting, you guys. Um, the time, well, this time around, America's favorite yellow family is going to be spoofing Toy Story, complete with Pixar-like animation, um, which I was reading more into on Variety. Mm-hmm. Apparently, that cost Fox a pretty fucking penny I to get imagine. done. Because it looks like they went all out. And it's very that. unnerving. It is very unnerving. <laughs> I don't like it. Um, a creepy take on the 2020 election, as if it could get any scarier, and a play on Netflix's show Russian Doll, which admittedly I haven't seen. Uh, oh, I'm still good. waiting for the second season for that thing to show up because that show very, is dope. It's mm. so good. I'm surprised it hasn't been canceled. Though. I'm surprised it hasn't been canceled too. People love. Well, that doesn't really matter, but people did love that show. Yeah, people loved a lot of other Netflix shows. Yeah, that like all got yeah, that all <laughs> got the boot. But 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 but. And that's the shitty part. Glow got canceled going into its already designed final season. Yeah. But I feel like. Natasha Leone has like clout on Netflix. Maybe. Because Why? of I don't know, maybe something with Orange is the New Black. I don't know. I just feel like Oh, well, could be. Which is like that show made them I think her hair commands power. Her whole fucking sh- personality. She's could, fierce as fuck. Dude. She is. Have you heard her talk? She smokes chain smokes cigarettes, has like a Brooklyn as fuck accent. I love her. I mm. wish I could be her. Hmm. Dye your hair red. Blow it out. Yeah. Yeah, it's really all you have it do. be as large as you are. <laughs> Just take it through a sandblaster or just like for two weeks straight, don't condition, just wash. <laughs> just wash. <laughs> and then go so stand if outside. I, if I did that, my hair would just, I don't know, fall off. <laughs> um, none of this sounds particularly scary, and I have to admit that this one doesn't really sound all that mm. interesting to me, but I'll still tune in because I'm in an incompoop. I feel uh, like a lot of them, though, they're not really scary. They're just fun. Because yeah. it's, it's, yeah. they're usually just filled with all sorts of, like, nods and Easter eggs and things Maybe like that. The, you know, pop culture and what's yeah. going but on. But, like, I was watching some uh, of the old ones the other night just to kind of, like, get into spooky season. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. uh, dude, some of the original, like, the one where Bart has the brother in the attic. <gasps> oh, my God. That's actually that a one. creepy episode. Yeah. That's, that's so actually good. a creepy episode. Um, it's funny. But it's creepy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, I wish they would kind of try to find that that line again instead of just making it a parody the entire time. Um, but, you know, I'm not the crew, the, the Simpsons showrunners. No, it's the 21st century, man. It this is. can't is do anything only, other than parody shit. Yeah, this is the only <clears throat> episodes of The Simpsons that I watch, really. Yeah, me too, these days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the episode will be premiering October 18th on Fox. Exciting. Um, next up on streaming, this one comes as a little bit of a surprise. Robert Zemeckis has a fresh take on Roald Dahl's The Witches. Um, this one was was supposed to premiere in theaters. Yep. Yeah. Uh, there was a whole bunch of talk about whether or not it was even going to come out this year. And I guess HBO Max was just like, yo, WB, give it to us. And uh, it's going to be premiering <laughs> right there on that network. Um, it's crazy. going to be coming out October 22nd. Uh, the story, just in case you aren't aware of the premise already, tells the darkly humorous and heartwarming tale of a young orphaned boy who, in late 1967, goes to live with his loving grandma, pretty much like every other old doll film or right. book ever, <laughs> ever created, uh, in the rural Alabama town of uh, Demopolis, which is... I don't remember it being called Demopolis. I also, that did, no. not, that did not strike a, a bell for me. Uh, the boy and his grandmother come across some deceptively glamorous but thoroughly diabolical witches. So Grandma wisely whisks 
our young hero away to an opulent seaside resort. Regrettably, they actually end up attending that seaside resort at the same time as the witch's grand convention. Oh, no! Uh, things become a bit of a disaster. Um, Sam, you love yourself some Octavia Spencer. I sure do. I really love looking at Anne Hathaway. I do too. Uh, <laughs> so I guess you could call this one a win. It's also fun to note that Guillermo del Toro is producing this. And I like Stanley Tucci. I do like Stanley Tucci as well. So <laughs> It's got something for everybody. Tucci it does. man. Tucci it does. man. Yep. <laughs> uh, so Casey pretty much called me a bitch uh, when I said that. Casey, my sister? Yes. Uh, pretty much called me a <laughs> bitch the other right. day because I had mentioned that in my head, granted I haven't watched the original one of these in like 20 plus years, mm-hmm. okay. but in my head I remember that movie like being scary. Being yeah. scary. Yeah. As a kid it was spooky. Uh, yeah. yeah. That scene yeah. where they transform is fucking they're, scary. They're transforming. Yeah. yeah they're she faces. more or less called me a bitch for that. Um, <laughs> She's full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't, like from the trailer for this, yeah, I'm not get getting that. But you're not a kid though. But it it made me wonder, like, if I go back and rewatch the original Witches, probably not. Oh, it won't bother you now. No, but like, is it now. is it gonna still look like? I feel like there's a part of me that thinks it looks better than it actually does, just because oh, I haven't yeah. seen it in 20 plus years. Well, it's Angelica yeah, it's Houston like with like a fucking butt chin and like nose. Yeah, God, <laughs> I mean, Angel- it's kind of creepy. Angelica but... used to Houston used to be such a striking woman. Is she not anymore? I mean, she's not. She's not. I, she. She's still a striking woman. She's, Dude, she's always going to be Morticia to me. Oh my god, she's beautiful. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. God damn. <laughs> right? She will she always is, be Morticia. She is. I don't. I don't even know what she looks like now. Well, even she, in like her other films, uh, what, what's the director? Steve Zissou's. What the hell is his name? Why is it escaping me right what now? What are you talking about? The guy who did. Uh, the Royal Tenenbaums and, uh, oh, and the Royal the, even in the Royal Tenenbaums everything's symmetrical. Everything symmetrical and colored in a palette. Yeah, yeah. What, yeah. The, what the fuck is that guy's name? I can't remember his name right now. I don't know Hans, why it's right. It's like Hans Christian Andersen. No, 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 that's, no. <laughs> I know, but it's like that. It Wes Anderson. Like that. Yes, Wes Anderson. Anderson. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. I, I, I even found her very attractive in those films. But yeah, like. Yeah. Oh, she should John Wick three. I was just like, you <laughs> are showing your age now, um, and that's not a bad thing. She's still a very striking. How woman. dare you show your age, uh, old lady? Uh, yes. Well, I mean, to be fair, I thought that about Robert De Niro in in that that fucking Netflix film that he was in recently. Uh, I didn't watch it. Yeah. So I don't know what this is, but apparently there's this thing called Pillow Face. What's that? Where is people it... are altering images <laughs> of famous people to have them pillow facing. I don't really know, but <laughs> this is what they did to Angelica game. Houston. Oh, they're making them fat. <laughs> That's sad. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't. She does not look like. She, she does not look like the monster okay. from Scary Stories. I'm turning over my. <laughs> it's a hot ass lady. Yeah, she's still very striking. Angelica Houston. I, I 2020. She's still, she's still very striking. You but said she's she not, was she's, very striking. She's not uh, Morticia. None of us are. Sorry, Raul Julie is dead. So you know. That's <laughs> yeah, true. That's true. That's true. Um, I banger. <laughs> well, you got Alex's. While we're on the while we're on the topic of it's not streaming but remakes, I don't remember. Did we talk about the craft on the last episode? No. Yes. No. No. We no. Did we nope. didn't. Did we and I totally that? forgot to uh, put that in the lineup. Oh, yeah. yeah. Spark- so, no, we did talk about the craft because we talked about the sparkly sparkles. I think we talked about that. I think I feel like we talked about that ourselves in our in our text thread. So yeah, the craft is being remade. Um, the trailer looks fucking atrocious. Yeah. Uh, they are not the weird ones um, no, at I, all. Yeah, no. And uh, it looks like it should have been a fifth Twilight movie because there's a lot of sparkles going on in this. So it seemed like one of them gets power hungry, right? It's the the one who played... 
the girl who moved into town. Yeah, the new girl becomes power hungry. In yeah, this one. and so she becomes Nancy, or she is Nancy esque. Yeah, and apparently there's like a Polaroid. She comes across a Polaroid of Nancy. Of Nancy. Ugh, gross. Why yeah. so sparkly? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. It's, don't. it's not looking good. But, really... but I will say, though, if it encourages a bunch of young girls to be powerful and witchy in their own way, then power to them. Yeah, apparently. But, be, but, but apparently but there's a, there was that whole thing that happened earlier this year about, like, a bunch of witches, like, hexing the moon or some oh, shit. TikTok oh, witches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, TikTok witches. That's fine. Do we need more of those? Uh, what if this movie inspires more TikTok witches? That's fine. Let TikTok witches be stupid TikTok witches if they want. Look. They're trying to put a hex on the fucking moon, you idiots. <laughs> Can't hex the moon. Alex over here smoking cigarettes, you fucking moron. moron. <laughs> Good luck with that, <laughs> idiots. <laughs> Laughed. Uh, Netflix is also getting some Resident Evil fanaticism uh, on its channel with a new CGI show and a live action series that continues where the infamous films left off. I call the infam- films infamous because they uh, the later ones... We're not good. We're not good. No, movies. no not good. No. The first oh, two were fine. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, very yeah. good. The first one was really good. First yeah, one was really the good. One. The second one, the only thing I didn't like about it was the title. Um, what was it called? That was Apocalypse, right? Oh, yeah. But it should have been Nemesis because yeah. they introduced Nemesis halfway through the movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, and after that, it just kind of lost the thread. And the movie just, I don't know. They they did that one that got like super into 3D. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. <laughs> um, I feel like everything just kind of went sideways from there. That was like their Underworld era, because Underworld came out. <laughs> yes, and yeah. like, everything needs to be Underworld. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I, I, I don't know why they're really continuing the live action stuff. I don't think it needs to be continued. But hey, you know, power to you, I guess. Um, it's just going to get canceled after its first season. Um, womp womp. I mean, Netflix, that's, Netflix is the new sci-fi. Like, no, I don't know what no, sci-fi, sci-fi gives you three seasons. Okay, Netflix doesn't even usually give you that these yeah. days. Um, the upcoming CGI series, Resident Evil Infinite Darkness, oh my is, God. is based on the stories of Leon S. Kennedy and Claire Redfield and adds suspense into dynamic action scenes to reveal a Resident Evil world unlike anything ever seen before. The series is executive produced by Hiroyuki, Hiroyuki Kobayashi, uh, who works with Capcom, and is produ- produced by TMS Entertainment and Animated in um, full D 3D by Studio Quebecu. 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 Highlight what word you're trying to say right now. I think it's this one right here. Quebecu. Quebecu? Quebecu. Yeah, I just see Quebec. I'm sorry. Quebecu. There we go. That's what I'm trying to say this whole time. Like, I, I have this issue where I literally can't get what is in my mind out of my mouth with some of these words. It's funny because, like, Quebecu. God damn it. It's it's Q U E, which in my head immediately lends more towards Spanish. Right. And it's like, <laughs> but then it's followed by Bic, and I was like, ah, nope, that's French as yep. fuck. Nope, yep. nope. Uh, they did Resident Evil Vendetta, which wasn't too bad, to be honest. Um, it wasn't great, but it wasn't too bad. I turned it on while playing video games, and I remember not being totally appalled with it. Um, no info. What a vote of confidence. <laughs> <laughs> no info on the cast as of right now. Uh, next up, we got some Corona cancellations. Uh, we're going to blow right through these because two of them are not exactly horror films, but they're a little too big to ignore. The other ones 
leaves me well the other one leaves me a little bit too sad to express any emotion about it without the fear of crying live on the podcast um jurassic world dominion has been delayed until june 10th 2022 the film was originally scheduled for release on june of 2021 so we'll get a year delay on that the matrix 4 has been pushed from december 22nd 2021 um to may 21st 2021 no other way around sorry other way around yes December 22nd, 2021 is when it's coming out now. It was supposed to come out May 21st, 2021. Thank you, Sam. Um, Terrifier 2. This is the one. <laughs> it is, it's so sad. It's heartbreaking. It, is, it really it is. is. Uh, it's not going to be seeing a Halloween release. On the film's official Facebook page this week, director Damien Leone provided an update on the sequel status. Our initial goal was to have it out this month, but like every other production, COVID set us back big time. Uh, we are heading, finally heading into our final stretch of filming currently, and our new goal is to have the film completed by early 2021. However, Leonia makes sure, make sure to note that this does not mean we will have any sort of distribution secured. Um, that will be the next step upon completion, and as you know, Terrifier 2 is a completely independent film funded through Indiegogo and a handful of private investors. We did not have a studio or distribution company backing us, so this is truly a grassroots campaign on every level. Believe me, we are as anxious and excited to release this film as you are to see it, but the last thing we want to do is rush it. I appreciate That's that. That's fair. That's fair. I do appreciate that. The cast and crew have truly put on an unfathomable amount of time and energy into the film, and we're really uh, we're trying to exceed expectations on every level. He adds, "All I can say is it will be well worth the wait." Um, my guess is early spring yeah. is a fair time frame for this. I, I would be surprised if we saw this before April. That's fair. And any distribution company would be lucky to pick this up. Yeah, I guarantee you it's going to be one of those, you know, it's it'll picked up, be picked up, limited release on Blu-ray again. Mm-hmm. Netflix will have it Netflix ready to go. Netflix will have it, yeah. Because I believe that this, uh, Netflix still has it. They do. Um, and I believe that this was pretty successful for them. I see but. people talk about this movie all the time. People who don't even really watch a ton of horror movies. Yeah, yeah. If I if I think I had remembered Leone tweeting something out about saying that he was very, very happy with, with yeah. the success of this film on Netflix. Hell yeah. Yeah, awesome. Sam, we got an ass line? We sure fucking do. All right, let's do it. Welcome back to another another week of Now Slaying, where it's just an endless, endless variety show. Of... All right. Yeah. Endless variety show. My kid does that to me all the time. Dude, her, her kid did it to me, and I texted her. I was like, I think you, I think you have the Antichrist in your house. Like, uh, he'll, he'll be in the, in the car seat in the back of the car, and he'll just go, uh, uh, Love it. Got a little Tina Belcher. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so much stuff because it's all hitting VOD these days. Um, but I've decided I'm going to start paring it down only onto the streaming services that are easy to find. Perfect. Um, because otherwise we'd be here for like two hours because like 37 movies came out this week. So uh, last week on the 6th, we had The Lie and Black Box hit Amazon, which are the first two installments of the Welcome to Bloomhouse anthology that we've previously talked about. Uh, now there's a bit more information about, uh, about them available. So the lie is about a teenage daughter who confesses to impulsively killing her best friend and two desperate parents attempt to cover up the horrific crime, leading them into a complicated web of lies and deception. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Lies and deception. Black Box is about a man struggling to regain his memory after surviving a tragic car accident, desperate to return to his former self. While trying to raise his daughter, he receives an experimental treatment that helps him probe into a past which suddenly feels too dark to be his own. Mm. Um, I have not watched either one of these yet as I'm working my way through Huluween at the moment. Um, 
They sound so Black Mirror. They really do. Um, and I think Black Box is the one that when we saw the trailers for this originally, I think that's the one that jumped out as like a real Black Mirror-esque mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. I think um, the second one does. Yeah. I, we'll, we'll see. So the, the other two for the first group of them come out next week. Uh, okay. I'll talk about those in a second. Um, I'm throwing this one in because it's Halloween themed and stupid as fuck. And strangely, from everything I've heard, a lot of fun to watch. Oh, my God. Uh, on October 7th, <laughs> we were introduced to Adam Sandler's latest Netflix movie called oh, Hubie Halloween, <laughs> uh, where he plays a guy from Salem who loves Halloween so much. And he has to save it this year from an escaped mental patient who thinks he's a werewolf by fighting him using his magic soup thermos. Not even not, not even not that, even joking. Just 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 just. Just do well, it. Fucking watch it. Have you watched it? It, is, okay. it is a lot of fun. <laughs> I've heard it it's a lot of fun. fun. Everybody I've talked to that's seen it said it's <laughs> a surprisingly right. amount. A surprising it is, amount it's of pretty fun. good. It's 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 like a um a perfect feel good Halloween movie. All yeah. right, perfect. Yeah. It's a good way to start off like a good like like okay, pop in a warm warm cup of cider. And just, <laughs> no, man, you gotta have some go soup out it. of a thermos. Yeah. <laughs> Who um, has a thermos? Well, so apparently the rumor was behind this that that's, he... That's your problem with it. <laughs> Did, do you have a thermos? Yes. Who doesn't have a thermos? Me. Me? What do you have a thermos for? I have... Well, I have... We have Kelly's... I have a Yeti. Does yeah, that count as a thermos? I have, we have Kelly's uh, Little Mermaid thermos from when she was like... Oh, okay. So it's vintage. Yes. Okay, people just don't have thermoses. Well, so rumor, rumor had it with this movie in particular... That Adam Sandler said that if he didn't get an Oscar for Uncut Gems, he was going to make the worst movie imaginable. Yeah. <laughs> so rumor. I love him so, much. so rumor has it that was this movie, but this movie had already actually started production before the Oscar season. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So still holding out hope for Adam Sandler's next movie to be the worst thing that's ever been made, this side of Green Room. I mean, this is this. I actually found this one to be much better than a lot of stuff Adam Sandler has done lately. He deserves yeah, one for that's Uncut Gems, though. Just saying. Uh, so on the eighth, Shutter oh, released. God, that yeah, right? that movie. The, that that movie is just it's so tense. It's a fucking masterful piece of cinema right there. Yeah. Uh, so on the eighth, Shutter released the Cleansing Hour, where Reverend Max and his best friend Drew hit have a hit web show where they make pretty good living faking exorcisms for hundreds of thousands of fans until the evening a real demon takes over and terrorizes their crew. Well, that sounds interesting. Uh, and on the ninth, we got a pair of werewolf movies: I Am Lisa and The Wolf of Snow Hollow. Uh, in the former indie flick, Lisa, a local outcast, is left to die by a sadistic small town sheriff and her underlings. And she's bitten by a creature of the night and bestowed with supernatural abilities. And then she must exact revenge on those who have wronged her uh, while trying to re- uh, retain her humanity. Mm. Whereas in the latter, Tara grips a small mountain town as bodies are discovered after each full moon. Losing sleep, raising a teenage daughter, and caring for his ailing father, Officer Marshall struggles to remind himself there's no such thing as werewolves. Um, oh, no. <laughs> Officer Marshall, please. This is also apparently the last movie that uh, the late Robert Forster did uh. prior to his death. Okay. Uh, but looking forward to this coming week on the 13th, we get the other two Bloomhouse Amazon movies to wrap up the first four installments. So we've got Nocturne and Evil Eye. In Nocturne, an inter- incredibly gifted pianist makes a Faustian bargain to overtake <laughs> her older sister at a prestigious institution for classical mu- musicians. And in Evil Eye, a superstitious mother is convinced that her daughter's new boyfriend is the reincarnation of a man who tried to kill her 30 years ago. Sounds interesting. And then the last one for this week, the Mortuary Collection, which shows up on Shutter on the 15th. Uh, we can't not talk about anthologies. Uh, <laughs> and when a young girl attends a funeral in an old mortuary, she stumbles across a secret room full of curiosities where she meets the towering, ominous mortician. They're always to- towering and ominous. And I imagine he's eating a sandwich off of a dead body. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he guides her through always. his collection. Always. 
sharing four stories of wild, unique, and memorable deaths. Uh, this one in particular looks like a lot of fun. It has some definite shades of like Quentin Tarantino, Sam Raimi. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm looking forward to this one. Robert Forrester died? Yeah. Oh, my God. I did not know that. <laughs> That's <laughs> why I threw in that movie. Oh my the God. Wolf of Snow Hollow, if you want to see his last movie that he ever did. I do. Uh... I will look forward to doing or to watching Aww. some of this stuff once I am done with Ratchet. Um, but yeah, how are you finding that? I'm like um, six f- episodes in, I think. At first, I was like, "Why is this just American Horror Story mm-hmm. season?" Like, he definitely has twenty a, million. He definitely has a style. Uh, and now I am undeniably hooked. How many episodes in are you? Um, seven. Yeah. So I'm not too far off from uh, you. Uh, yeah. Um, I think I just finished episode seven. Okay. It's quite. Sarah Paulson is queen. Yeah, she is very good in this. I need She's to get so I need to get to the shows. I haven't watched that. I haven't started Bly Manor yet. Oh, I'm like four or five episodes in. So good. Everybody keeps fucking messaging me. Have you started Bly Manor yet? <laughs> Have you watched Bly Manor yet? Bly, why aren't you watching okay. Bly Manor? Did you not listen to the fact that fuck Hill House? If you guys want to talk about Bly Manor, you need to tweet me and don't email Palmer. <laughs> No, 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 no. It's not, it's not fans <laughs> of the cast. It's people oh. that know that I'm into horror because this okay. has been such a big thing that like pe- right. people that don't normally watch horror they do, yeah. are yeah, watching this show and well, then being obviously, like, hey, you like horror? Why aren't you watching you Blind Manor? Yeah. Well, then you should go on a, a PhD dissertation style tangent about how much you fucking couldn't stand watching... Well, uh, like I don't, but like that's the thing is like I try. So I did have this conversation for like the eighty millionth time the other day with <laughs> with a friend of mine, and I was just like, I, she she was just like, why don't you like, why didn't you like Kill House? That should have been right up your alley. I was like, I literally cannot point, pinpoint why because yeah. I like everything else this director and has that's done. That's fair. Um, you, I, you, I don't like it. Should be a, <laughs> should be a. It's not for me. Yeah. It's, I don't like it. Yeah. I will. I will be giving Bly Manor a shot because I do appreciate everything. I like don't I think said, that, that director is done, but I, I don't su- know that I will get through it. I was going to be. I'd be surprised if you liked it. It's similar. similar Have you started it? Yeah, I'm almost finished. Ah, okay, okay, okay. It's like a similar style. It's yeah, we'll see. Slow burn. You know what I mean? I, I don't think. But like normally, that's right up my alley. I, I really don't know why I didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we're just in a bad mood. Maybe. Yeah, I'm just. I'm Maybe. stuck. I'm stuck on Hulu right now. Yeah. So I'm working my way through that stuff. Yeah. Okay. See, I've got to. We're about to like completely Switch, flip. Yeah. So I'm, as soon as I'm done with the ratchet, I got to go over to Hulu and yeah. see what's going on over I got, there. I haven't been Huluween, to Hulu. Huluween's got some interesting stuff. There's not a lot of new stuff that I've encountered so far. Mm-hmm. Did you call it Huluween? No, that's what it is when you go to the site. Oh, I, so been, they, I really haven't been on Hulu in like Yeah, weeks. every every year it's Huluween, uh, and it starts October 1st. Oh, right. Um, I don't know anything, you guys. (laughs) That's the thing. I feel like Hulu doesn't have nearly as much new stuff as everybody else does this year. No. At least that I've come across. Uh, Everything from last year and the year before is up there, though, so there's all sorts of content. Um, But, yeah, I'm I'm making my way through the new stuff there, and then I will jump over. I'm probably going to actually jump to Amazon first Mm. and then save Netflix for last. Well, yeah, okay, so... uh, I didn't just I I did Shutter first because yes. they did all they took they have like all the old Vincent yeah. Price films on yeah, there that's right. yeah. and so I watched all the ones that I've never seen before I watched Master of the Red Death uh, I don't know several other ones um, that I had never seen before and then one about like this ghost band no it was like a, a, a he <laughs> Vincent Price plays a vampire who bites a horror author's neck to drink his blood oh someone was talking to me about this at work. <laughs> movie is batshit insane. I loved every second of it. And then he, bring, he brings him to a, a concert for monsters. Yes. Nice. And the, 
<laughs> I can't remember the name of it, but I really had a lot of fun with that. And then, yeah, I went over to Netflix. And now I'm, I'm conquering everything Netflix has to offer. And then I'm moving over to Hulu. And it's been harder this year because my wife is extra crotchety mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to horror stuff. I, turn, I turned on From Beyond the other day on Shudder. And she was just like, what the fuck is this? Blah, blah, blah. I was like, it is Barbara Crampton right? in bondage gear. How can you not want to yeah, watch this love, movie? We love Barbara. <laughs> It is what it is, but uh, every time, every time I try to turn something on, and she's I'm like, "It's Halloween. It. This is my month. Yeah. Let me yeah. do this. Just get out of my way." <laughs> she, she's just like, "No, I don't want to watch it." Yeah. I'm like, "You know, it is what it is. It we is. have, we it's have fine. several TVs. I guess I'll go be alone and cry." Dude, that's like my house. Yeah, that's like my house too. I'm always downstairs on my computer. I got yeah. one screen for whatever I'm watching and one screen for whatever I'm playing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It just it gets so lonely sometimes. Oh, it's lonely. No, I, I I can I can appreciate that and identify with that. But then when my wife comes down, I have to stop everything I'm playing so that yeah. I can go and minimize whatever I'm watching. Yeah. Because yeah. I always have a tendency to pause it on the part that's like the most graphic and violent, and she just happens to walk in, and be like, "What the fuck are you watching?" Yeah. And she stands around the corner going like this. Because I don't want to see it. Yeah. See, Kelly has the opposite thing. With her, it's like if there's something sexual that goes on in the film, she walks in at that moment. Mm. <laughs> she thinks you're a pervert. <laughs> I mean, we know you're a pervert. I mean, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'm not going to deny it. <laughs> yeah. Ben right. and I watched Color Out of Space, I think, was like the last movie that we watched together. Oh, okay, and I okay. was like, I started, and I was like, no, Ben will like this. <laughs> well, she loves Lovecraft, and I was trying to be like, let's watch this together. Yeah. She, I, I almost had her on that. Yeah. She was like, oh, maybe. We started and she, it together. But I also did not know that she uh, vehemently dislikes Nicolas Cage. Yeah. I do not know how your wife and I are like best friends. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck, Kelly? He is a very polarizing figure. Yeah. No, he's not. Everyone he, loves him. That's not true. I know that a lot of people true. that do not like him at all. I know a lot of people that view him the same way that you view Kevin Spacey. Well, I think pre, the, I pre think, pre-rape allegations, no, Kevin Spacey, where you didn't John like him then, Cusack? or John Cusack, okay. both of them, Mr. Bobblehead. I was fine like, with Kevin Spacey before he was a rapist. Oh no, didn't you? Was he the one that you always called a bobblehead? Yeah, probably. That sounds like something I would say. <laughs> I'm with you on John Cusack. Oh my god, he's the worst. I'm pretty sure every time you mention John Cusack, you, me, and Alex are like, "Oh yeah, we hate John Cusack." This is why we like each <laughs> yeah, other. This is why you guys are friends. <laughs> this is why we're friends. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about this week's main event. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to tonight's main event. Oh, it's a sweet taste of souls. So sweet is the taste of the souls. Like honey on the tongue, it washes down your throat. Cause it's the sweet taste of soul. Are you singing spirituals at us right now? Yes. Am I supposed to say amen? Amen. (laughs) Bow your heads. Fucking beautiful. <laughs> I'm so impressed. The the movie, in case you couldn't <laughs> you couldn't tell from that song, is uh is Sweet Taste of Souls this week. Uh directed by Terry Ross, written by Felicity Scott Mudgett. It stars Honey Lauren as Eleanor, Sarah J. Bartholomew as Lily, Amber Gaston as Wendy, Mark R. <laughs> Amber Gaston. 
Gaston. Gaston. <laughs> Nobody drinks Eats eggs like Gaston. 30 eggs like Gaston. <laughs> Just like, fuck you. <laughs> As Wendy, Mark uh, Valeriano? Mark Valeriano. Yeah, Valeriano. Yes. yes. You're getting closer. Valeriano. Sure. Kyle. Uh, John Salandria? Yes. Nate. Got it the first time. Sort of. Tom Michael Mulligan is Barney. I'm sorry. Frank Thom. That's Thom. Thom <laughs> like, it's just like Thom York. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now I gotta listen to the, the soundtrack for <laughs> Suspiria again. Oh, so good. Um, Frank Papia as Sid, Jesse Lenore as Tucker, and Darn Oldham as Raymond. Um, this one's a real pleasure to bring to you guys because I believe, I do believe that we are the first. To publicly cover this week's film. It's an honor. Exclusives for Terror and Planeta. Exclusives. Everybody tunes in for the exclusives right here. Uh, Dark Coast reached out to us about a month ago with a list of films to check out that uh, were being released during the month of October. And we wish that we could have made time to view them all. But this one looked like a batshit insane movie full of goofy (laughs) fun. And it turned out to be a bit of a mixed bag. Um... But it stayed true to the uh, batshit insane aspect, I think, that attracted to us all to it uh, from the start. Uh, Sweet Taste of Souls is, like I said, directed by Terry Ross, and this is her second full-length feature, her first being a relatively well-received film called The Carving of Life, or Carving a Life, sorry. Uh, the film is well, supporting some, some female empowerment angles. Um, with one of the, the film's main characters wrestling with the burdens of insecurity, you know, a tragic past, try, mm-hmm. struggling to find herself amidst all, all this supernatural nonsense that she becomes involved with as the story progresses. And um, the, the, the film's big bad also has a history of domestic abuse at the root of all her motives. And um, I feel like, you know, even though the, the writing was, was floundering at parts, often kind of struggling to deal with, with or all kind of figure out its true weight because i mean they're dealing with some hefty shit in this mm-hmm. movie at Absolutely. points right uh it struggles to deal with the weight of that content i think and it's 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 trying to figure it all out while while balancing whether or not it's a horror comedy or or a true thriller because there are definitely moments where this comes across like this can't be t- this isn't supposed to be taken seriously right like this is supposed to be funny and other parts where it seems like it really was trying to be serious um that being said there are a bunch of really good one-liners in this movie um parts where they had conversations and maybe it's just because i had a a propensity for dad jokes before i became a dad and now it is just amplified by like three (laughs) thousand. it's so true um there were plenty of dad jokes in this movie (laughs) specifically the first one that comes to mind is is when one of them says, "Let's let's let me paint you a picture," while they're trapped inside a picture, yeah, it's, I didn't even pick up funny. on that. It's <laughs> <laughs> funny. That. <laughs> um, I think it's supposed to be serious, though. I think I think so, but I, you know, parts of it I was just like, I'm really not 100 percent sure. I did feel like maybe the script went through some rewrites. Maybe it wasn't supposed to be taken so seriously initially, okay. And then it went through some rewrites because there or were maybe scenes. The other way around. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe they're like, maybe we need to lighten it up a little bit. Maybe this is a DC universe film, and they were like, yo, let's get Joss Whedon in here to lighten <laughs> shit up. Yeah, he writes about women all the time. Yeah. 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 Mm. I'm so glad he's getting canceled. It makes me so happy. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, like I said, it kind of flanders at parts, but I think that the payoff is is with with it as its whole. Um, I didn't find myself hating this movie. I didn't dislike it completely. No, absolutely, um, absolutely not. I did find it a little rough. Yes, but after and I, I swear to God, I did watch this movie about four times because. It was one of those, like, I was taking notes on it, and then I'd get distracted by something, and it would just be on in the background. And so, <laughs> next thing I knew, the movie was over, while, but I was still, like, subconsciously <laughs> absorbing everything that was going on, and I'd have to start it all over again. And, and yeah, so I did that about four times this week. Um, How many times did you watch it, Sam? Twice. I also watched it twice. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like for, for most of our cast, right, there's the, there's the watch for enjoyment, which yep. is the first one, and then there's the watch for... The podcast. I gotta find shit to talk about for the podcast, <laughs> yeah. right? Um, and this one, this one got quite a few more watches out of this. There was probably a noticeable spike on on the channel that we that we used to watch this through yeah. uh, in views because because of me. <laughs> I was like, I fucking love it. <laughs> um, this movie has made its rounds on the festival circuit and won quite a few awards, including best indie feature, best horror, best director. Um, and it might be why it caught the attention of Tricoast subsidiary Dark Coast in the first place, since this film has yet to be released. Rather than doing a full breakdown, as we do usually, I figure we can kind of talk about more of a, a synopsize the movie a little bit more and talk about key parts. Um, yeah. Because there are, are, Sam, when you were jotting mm-hmm. down your notes in our in our uh, Google document for this film, I noticed that you were kind of proposing a lot of the same questions yeah. that I had. And I get the feeling that this podcast is going to be more about the, the lore behind <laughs> the lore everything behind. and how yes. all this works than it is going to be about the, the true substance of the film here. Um, but in order to do that, we're going to have to talk about some key scenes. We are going to be talking about spoilers and plenty of them. Um, so if you really want to experience this movie organically, give it a shot uh, when it's released on VOD November 1st. And and come back. You know, great thing about podcasting is that it's here it's for you to here. listen to whenever you decide to hit play. Mm-hmm. Um, first thing, first thing I really want to fucking talk about with this movie mm-hmm. is this film's intro track. And I actually, I thought, <laughs> I thought that this was so fascinating, such a such a gripping song to open with that I had to jot down some of the words. Um, the stanza is as follows. All I like is cherry pie, but tonight, oh, you will die. Sweetness, sadness, sugar despair, the root of all evil, oh, it tastes so divine. Flaky crusts and crimson feelings, the way your blood runs, oh, so chilling. Dude, that slant rhyme. (laughs) That slant rhyme sells it. It's like a backwards version of the Powerpuff Girls. Yeah. (laughs) Like sugar spice and everything nice. Just cherry pie filling flaky crusts and death. I'm (laughs) hungry. Those Um, are my two favorite things, death and pie. This this is one of the... (laughs) I did watch that opening sequence where this intro track plays like maybe five times just on the first viewing alone. How could you not? This this because it's a long opening. It is. It is. They it get is a lot of though. the song. Yeah, we get. I think we get all the song pretty much. Uh, this was one of the most just 
bizarre songs, I think, it, mainly because of the fact that it really doesn't have a, a whole lot to do with what actually takes place in this movie. No, the song makes it seem like the pie is going to kill you. Right, like the bizarre, the pie is like, <laughs> possessed by Satan, right? Yeah, it's that's Satan's what, pie. <laughs> That's, that that's sounds not it sexual. at all. That sounds very sexual. <laughs> I really didn't understand the whole pie thing throughout the whole movie anyways. Yeah, so that's one of the things that I kind of want to... It's one of the questions that I want to pose at the end is like, what exactly the fucking pie has to do with anything uh, throughout the course of this movie? Because it really seems like her photography is, is the what, is what the, the, the vehicle for madness here. But so I guess I'm, how does she... Sorry, I'm curious ahead. if you have to eat the pie in order for the camera to steal your soul um, maybe i mean and it's I feel a like maybe that just gets lost in translation somewhere because like the pie is so sinful that you're opening yourself up to having your soul your soul stolen i don't know it, it's, is it the devil's pie probably i i feel like it's part of like the the pact that she makes with the devil here is it the devil though like that's the other thing it's like i'm not 100 percent sure that this is actually like satan <laughs> I don't think it's the devil. I think when we see it towards the end, it's just some sort of demon-esque yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. 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 I don't it, know if it's necessarily but Satan. It could have just as easily been like a djinn. Yeah. Or like, yeah. you know. Um, but it could have been It could have been the devil. It could have been, yeah. yes. It been. Whatever it was, was a, a uh, 1998 CGI. <laughs> yes. And B, at least for a good portion of the movie... A toy parrot? Yeah. Well, right? it wasn't a toy. It was like a stuffed parrot. The a stuffed taxidermied parrot. parrot. Can we also just talk about the pie for a second? Yes. Those were not good looking They pies. did not look finished. They did not look fully They baked. were underbaked, right? Yeah. If the pie is the reason that people are coming into this place and she's won awards for said pie... Because that's sh- a big point. That is a big point. That those are she, some shit looking pies. She, she is an award winning cherry pie Maker. Baker. Baker maker, baker baker. Is she though, or is she? Is it? Is, is it she, also just in her head, like the photography? Uh, well, no, because oh, the one of the sheriffs, one of the sheriffs, when he comes in, talks about it. Oh, he does. does he? Yeah. yeah, I guess that's true. He does. Um, he does. He and does. if You're I'm right. going to trust anybody's take on whether or not it's, this pie is underbaked, I'm going to listen to Alex because Alex binge watches the Great British Baking Show mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like it's. Hmm. Yeah. The only thing keeping her alive. How, I watch it every Friday. How would the the old lady on Soggy Great... Bottoms? <laughs> she would say that pie has a soggy bottom a and soggy a soggy bottom. top, and it's not an old lady. She's gone now. Well, there's a, an older lady, but not oh, Ma- okay. not Mary Berry. They yeah. would have said soggy, soggy, soggy. Hmm. hmm. But in a nicer way. Yes, in uh, a British way. I don't know. They always they they seem to the guy on that Paul show. Paul Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, him. Is <laughs> that really his name? Mm-hmm. Every time he looks at anybody, he looks like he's trying to have sex with them. He's not. That's just the way his face looks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what you think. But Aren't they quarantine? Isn't this season like quarantine? He's probably just gone through every single one and demolished them. <laughs> oh no! It's not about the Great British Baking Show. <laughs> I like stuck that. my penis in you, and then I stuck it in your pie. Yeah. A lot of them brought yeah. their families with them, though. Yeah, I mean, maybe the the threesomes. The, Paul Hollywood. Some people get off by watching. That's yeah. true. It's true. We're not here to kick shame. No, on absolutely not. That's one thing we do not do. But that's, you're right. You're right. But these pies, I am in agreement we with you. We will soggy bottom shame these pies. We will soggy bottom shame the shit out of those pies, though. If that's the reason that people are coming and this is a big part of your movie, just bake the pies for fucking 10 minutes longer, please. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree. They did not look appetizing at all. Well, I, I get the feeling these were probably just like purchased at Walmart. Doesn't matter. Or something like that. The lattice work looked nice. 
Yeah. But that's about it. Yeah. So, so. Fix it. Speaking of the pies, let's You talk. know what fucking pisses me? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Alex is over here in a corner. No, again. Step the fuck off. <laughs> Back the fuck off. Yeah. Back the fuck up. Um, the, the. God, I love it. We've, we've, we've opened up this movie nitpicking about the look of the pies. This is a small budget feature. Okay. <laughs> the pies are probably the cheapest part. Yeah, that's probably true. Yeah. <laughs> You got a Sam's Club membership? Done. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, ooh, Price Club pies. Mm. Those things are huge too. Did I do I love those love Costco pie pies? Right now. Oh my god. Yeah, so would I. I think I'll feed a family of four for a month. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, so speaking of the pies, that's kind of how this movie opens up. A young man <laughs> o- appears suddenly out of thin air as the main antagonist, Eleanor, who owns uh, a restaurant called Ellie's Country Kitchen, is chopping up a freshly baked cherry pie with a carving knife and then a butcher knife. Um, the pie keeps shifting into like different pies, yeah. like a ba- black swirling pit in the center. It's a really bizarre intro to this film that A, isn't really explained, and nope. B, is never touched on again. Now why is she so mad at the pie? What is why is this one pie swirling? And maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's what's maybe that's what's lost in translation. Maybe the pie is actually the magic, and the, yeah. pho- the pho- photography is just the capturing the. Vessel of the capturing yeah, it. Maybe. it might be. You I might don't be know. right. I don't know. They never. Again, it's one of those things they never really touch on because not all four of the kids eat pie. The pie. It's just the one long-haired kid that yeah. eats it. Yeah. Because all so, she did was take their picture. Yeah, but maybe so only one person needs to. Maybe I don't know. It, that, one that's in the again one of those things where it's it's never really fully fleshed out. Right. Because she seemed very unhappy with the way that the pies looked. Yeah, she did. <laughs> um, and maybe that's why she was taking a butcher knife to them. Mm, and then a cleaver. Yes. I'd say. Maybe. Really. So maybe just... they were just maybe maybe it was purposeful that the pies looked like shit. Is that why she was hacking him up? Right? Mm-hmm. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe they were supposed to look like dog shit. Maybe. I apologize if someone on the cast baked those pies and I just said they look like dog shit. <laughs> it's like the, the director is like actually famous for pie. And right. she, she's just like, those are my pies, guys. Yeah. Um, Her kids are like, mommy, we made the pies. <laughs> I'm sorry. Just, I'll make... just, if it makes Alex you feel is... any better, I'm like 98% positive that those pies are still better than anything I could make. Mm. I don't think that that's true. Yeah, lattice work and I, um, no, lattice work we don't so get along easy. very well. That kind of lattice work is easy because yes. it's just like just laying them over yeah. and under. It's the fancy lattice work that I see. I'm like, mm-hmm. nah, that, like I can't do that because it's too time consuming. What's fancy is lazy. if you do like lattice work, but you twist them first. Yeah. yeah Hmm. Kelly does some pretty interesting. Yes, your stuff wife is a phenomenal her, baker. Join us next week for our offshoot of the Great British Baking Show podcast. <laughs> I would love it. I would fucking love it. You and her could start up a Great British Baking Show podcast. She's like plowing through every single they, episode. There are so many Great British Baking Show podcasts. Are there, there are like. Um, There's. Not, I hate to inform you. There are so many horror podcasts. <laughs> Yeah, this wasn't exactly an original idea. <laughs> there are like drafts for the Great British Baking Show. What about the Great Demon Baking Show podcast, though? Mm. That's oh, it's like a, a oh. meld. Yeah, there we go. There the we go. the, the winner of the contest gets to keep their mm. soul. He's highlighting. That means we need to move on. Uh, I'm just, <laughs> no, so he doesn't forget. <laughs> yes, that's really more what it is. So I know exactly. I know where how to pick our up. tangents work. <laughs> so I know exactly where to pick up. Uh, so the young man who made a mysterious appearance out of thin air is named Tucker, and he's being held against his will um, by Eleanor. His name's not Patrick. It's not, not Patrick. Patrick. 
Uh, she keeps referring to him as Patrick, though, who is her ex-husband. Well, dead husband, mm. actually. Um, yeah. And we'll learn more about that in a little bit. But uh, we're introduced to four friends slash band members. Uh, and the band is called Shadow Kings and the Killing Crows, which is... Is that supposed to be like... like like they just get on stage and it's just members of the counting crow just like being executed. <laughs> just like, <laughs> I don't know. That's what I think about whenever I hear that name. Um, the boys. Uh, so the, the members are Lily, Wendy, Kyle, and Nate. Uh, the boys have a history together. They've been friends for a long time. Uh, a surfing accident. One where Nate ended up being uh kind of stuck in place because he he didn't know how else to react you know he just kind of froze, froze yeah. in the heat of the moment um left kyle with a bum leg um causing him to lose a sports scholarship and and kyle blames nate but didn't someone drowned yes i was trying to avoid that spoiler but thanks oh Alex. shit sorry <laughs> it's all right we don't know who drowns not yet um, maybe someone died. Yes, maybe. Because uh, they ate shit pie. Yes, yes. The pie really just sunk them. But yeah, Kyle's big mad with his fancy hair. Yeah, he is. Kyle He's... is so mad. Kyle needs to tone it down like 10 notches. So I know, I know we're going to talk about it a bit as far, and you've already touched on it, about how uh, Eleanor's a domestic abuse survivor mm-hmm. and one of the other... Kyle's gr- an abuser. One of the girls is also kind of dealing with her own struggling past and whatnot. On my second view through this, I definitely feel like this movie was trying to touch on like a repressed homosexuality mm. between, uh, if not both Nate and Kyle, yes. then definitely Kyle. Yes. Because I feel like I've seen so many movies and shows where it's just like some really aggro guy mm-hmm. and his close friend, and he just like keeps beating on him and beating on him, and eventually like they kiss. Yeah. I kept waiting for that. Plus, he's got that like he's got those lovely, lovely locks. I want to stop beating you with my fists and start beating you with my dick. <laughs> Just let it happen. There, yeah. The, there's something going on there. Yeah. You think? I feel like I, see, I got the impression that Nate was very, very into Lily. So maybe, I feel like I think, Nate's very into Lily in the sense that like she's his beard. <laughs> uh, Kyle was definitely into Nate. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because he definitely he never like aside from one. Oh yeah, one sorry, scene. sorry, I had that backwards. Yeah, Kyle, I feel like Kyle, Nate's definitely into Lily. Kyle is into that girl as his beard, but I think he's really into Nate. Yeah, mm. here, here. Yeah, I could because they make a scene. They make a scene of it twice. He pulls over the van and drags him out to like fight him and, and get him to like fight back. I'm just like, just kiss already. Come on. Yeah. But I think we're. Sp- I think the thing though is that he's he. He's angry, right? And he's letting his quote-unquote demons take over. Yeah. Which is like a huge theme in this movie. Right, right. It's something that is talked about throughout the course of this film. It's just like not being able to kind of like give in to anger or hate. I can definitely see why. I I mean, I also think that he could be, you know, some underlying tendencies Mm -hmm. to want to fuck his best friend, who who is very good looking, by the way. (laughs) I could see them as a couple. Mm -hmm. But I think that we're supposed to just think that he's an angry dude. Yeah. Yeah. That's 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 kind of the impression that I got. I mean, from he it, is but the yeah, shadow be right. The it sh- it yeah. is his band. Yep. He makes a point. It's my band. Mm-hmm. He did say that. Uh, but we we learn that they're they're on a road trip, an eleven hour road trip, to play a three hour set <laughs> at the at the uh, 
Well, he, Kyle says verbatim, look, I'm trying to do something. The Bunnerton International Pancake Festival is a hotbed for music producers. <laughs> Everybody know. fucking knows that. So what Midwest back-ass water town is this in? I'm thinking uh, it's Iowa, probably. <laughs> you think it's Vermont? Oh, because of pancakes like, yeah. yeah, Vermont. Uh, There's I also could... like a lot of trees. Yeah, I'm thinking true. it's more like Vermont-y. I, I okay, could get, I could see that. I could get that. That feeling. I feel like this you is the kind that of feeling. <laughs> I could. I feel like this is the kind of small town that Stephen King would write about. So yeah, mm. Vermont, New mm-hmm. England, like mm-hmm. that. That yeah, I'd, I'd I'd pinpoint it there. It's pancakes. Um, <laughs> then we go to Pancake House. Look, all I know is that if the Bunnerton International Pancake Festival actually existed, I would be there. Uh, because yeah. that sounds fucking incredible. I am so into it. <laughs> I, I do love me some pancakes. I do too. I do too. That's been the worst part about all this is just not being able to like re- regularly go to random breakfast places during the weekends. <laughs> Um, so true. I can't tell you how much I miss the Joe's in buffet. Oh my god! Just it's, all the eggs Benedict you want. Oh god! Oh god! Oh my god! And they had those shitty French toast sticks. Oh, Doesn't I miss, even matter. I yeah. miss those shitty French toast. I just want to get so drunk with I'm drunk at brunch with my friends. Right. God. We eat shit French toast sticks. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> COVID. Um, so Kyle is dating Wendy, and Nate is very into Lily. We kind of touched on that already, but but Lily is the newest person added to the group yeah right? she's the newest counting pro killer new is new i'm thinking like a couple of weeks okay yeah i'm figuring that like they had a fourth person in the band who bailed but they had already booked this show i okay. kind of got that impression and too. Uh, okay. lily joined up like a couple of weeks beforehand learned apparently all the music she needs to learn to play a three-hour set in yep. like two weeks because it doesn't three-hour set at a pancake festival seems to a little three-hour set anywhere unless you're like a major act. Yes, if you're globally, tool, yeah. then yeah. <laughs> but like, if I, you're playing at a pancake <laughs> festival, you're like, boo, get off the stage. So yeah, they could be just like Sunno. They come out and play right. one song in three hours. <laughs> oh my god, first, like three chords the entire time. Because <laughs> the first time I watched this, just... I thought that they had just picked her up, like at a gas station. I mean, because no, that's no, that the thing they, they make it sound like because they talk about her. You know when when Kyle drags Nate out of the van, and it's just For like sex. we don't we barely know. Like, what do you know about her? Yeah. Right. Uh, so yeah, I'm guessing she's been with them for maybe a month. Maybe okay, yeah. Yeah, I kind of got that impression too. So they they kind of hint that she was picked up from somewhere along the way, and I was more under the impression that they were a three piece. Mm-hmm. They grabbed her because Nate was into her and said, "Hey, let's scoop her and see what happens." And While she, they're they, on their way to the. F- Pancake Festival? Maybe. So like she's a groupie. They played a show on the way and they picked her up. Well, I don't know if she was necessarily a groupie, a groupie, right? Well, not groupie, but they like... said they said I think they say at some point that they picked her up at a gas station. That's somewhere. true. I feel like um, they just picked her up though. They might. And yeah, that's I why mean... it's weird that she knew like the songs and stuff. Because it was well, I don't... Like... Is it, uh... Nate, she dude, Kyle own... seems like the kind of guy that while driving his van mm-hmm. with his band in it. Uh-huh. Is only listening to his music in this vehicle. And oh, they probably been driving for music. like four <laughs> days. So yeah, she knows all the songs. It's 11 at this hours. Point. They act like this is the longest road trip in the world. It's 11 hours. Calm the fuck down. It's driving from here to New York. It is. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. No, it's from like here to New Jersey. Yeah. Here we go. To go play the Bunnington Pancake Festival. We're almost there. It's a hotbed. It's a hotbed for producers. <laughs> Everybody fucking knows that. But see, you you he, so there's lines <laughs> like that in this movie, and I'm like, how is this not a horror comedy? 
Right. Because that shit's hilarious. That is that most hilarious. I like legit. For anybody that's either played in a band or gone to see a band play a show, <laughs> that's fucking funny. At the it Pancake funny. Festival. <laughs> um, so after a heated argument, we kind of get the first fist fight between Nate and Kyle. Uh, the crew pulls over their car. Um, while taking a leak, they run into Tucker. So this is they 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 get out of the car. They get in this kerfuffle. We get a little mm. bit of the backstory for the surfing accident and what the relationship is between um, Kyle and Wendy. Yeah, and then we cut back to the two guys still kind of fighting. We realize Nate won't fight back. Yeah, at this point, at least um, he's and, not letting the evil take him over. Exactly, and and. <laughs> Yes, that's correct. Um, I'm going to point this out the whole fucking movie. <laughs> and uh, then the two decide to to piss together. They're going to cross streams. They cross. They do cross streams for a split second, and then as soon as that happens, Tucker appears out of nowhere. You never mm-hmm. cross streams, man. Didn't anybody ever watch Ghostbusters? <laughs> Is that what happens? <laughs> if you People and I just were to pop just, up out of fucking nowhere. Is just, that just where you pee streams cross? Yeah. It's like your dick's touch. No. No, well, he wound up turning He wound up <laughs> turning and peeing on Nate's leg. Yeah. That was the whole yeah. thing. Yeah. He did a little more in cross streams. Yeah. He's being a dick. He yeah. pissed on his leg. Yeah. I don't fucking... Like, oh, <laughs> so, look, I've seen what you do to people when they piss on your car. I don't know what's, <laughs> what you're going to do to people when they, they piss on, on your me. leg. It's a salt. <laughs> is that because it's salty? Yes. <laughs> but Alex, maybe you got stung by a jellyfish. No, I don't think that actually it works. Does, it does. It absolutely does no, not no, work. No, 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 no. No, it doesn't. It's because no, the ammonia. No, here. that's not a thing. Oh, my That is not God. a thing. That's a little wise tale. I will say, though, I could does. be the only person who could punch somebody in a parking lot, and then they would give me a hug afterwards. That's, <laughs> that's true. Just saying. You didn't, you like, full you, force. Him. You, shoved his him. Ass, I, you shoved his drunk ass to the ground. I did. I pushed him over. He was 90 years old. He was not 90 <laughs> years old. He was like 45. Look, look, Scientific American says that in the real world, treating a jellyfish sting by urinating may actually lose. Uh, <laughs> exactly. I'm sorry, what, what was that? What? It may actually uh, make it worse because may, of the ammonia. May actually do nothing. No, it's going to make it worse. Uh, I can actually aggravate the jellyfish. It's going to aggravate the jellyfish thing. Yep. God, Palmer, learn something. The cure is indeed real. Rubbing sand. (laughs) Do I have to drink my own pee? No, but I do because it's sterile and I like the taste. Sand on your leg. That's actually supposed to make it better because there's little barbs, and really Uh, that's what's hurting. So if you rub sand on it like an exfoliant, it'll get the little barbs off. No, apparently the Mm. the the best the best. No, you're right, sand. Uh, I was going to say the best solution is to cut your leg off and then go and beat the jellyfish's father to death with your yep. uh, cut off leg. With your leg. Yeah. <laughs> take, take this are you just walking? Him. Are you hopping on one leg with your other yes, leg you hop, in your you hand? Hop from, say, say you're like waist deep in the water. Okay. You immediately cut off your leg above where it gets stung. Okay. You grab the jellyfish and you find it. You find out what its father's name is. Okay. And then you go into the deep. What's your daddy's name? And then you go into the deep and you beat that. That jellyfish's dad to death. You're just like Willem like, Dafoe. Oh! <laughs> and then eat my lobster. Oh! I will feed you to my lobster, and then I will eat my lobster, and then I will ask your son, "You like me, lobster?" Oh my god. Oh, I gotta watch that movie. I again. cannot wait to go to the beach with you when you get stung by a, a jellyfish. <laughs> 
if oh, you don't find out real fast, I was like, cut my leg off and start hobbling into the fucking wall. If you start chopping off your leg, though, we're going to have some serious problems because <laughs> you're going to ruin my beach vacation with your personal amputation. Okay. That's all she cares about. <laughs> the fact that you might bleed out, but because you're crying. You're ruining my day with your blood. Step the fuck back. Step the fuck back. <laughs> oh, God, I needed a good laugh. <laughs> See, that's why you guys invite me along. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Oh, God. All right. <laughs> what the fuck were we even talking We were still talking about them getting out of the van and fighting oh, each other. That's right. That's right. How the fuck do we get on jellyfish teams? <laughs> How the fuck? Oh, this podcast just... <laughs> Five stars. Please rate us on iTunes. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah. Oh, they're right there. Yeah, Tucker, Tucker, Tucker shows out of nowhere. Um, and Tucker screams, I'm not Patrick, like five million times. Because they knew who Patrick is. Yeah. Uh, right, why does that even matter? Why? That, why would that be what he's yelling at them? Yeah, why, right? why wouldn't he be like, "Help because me, help me"? I think he's supposed to be at the point where he's reached he's his bro- mental yeah, breaking he's bro- point. Right? He's broken. Like, he's 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 so sick of being called Patrick at this point that he just like doesn't know how else to respond. He probably. may have been told that he's Patrick for like twenty years. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we do learn that people once they're in these pictures, time stops. So there's no aging. They don't have to pee. They never get hungry. They don't have to shit. They don't have to shit. Um, That's true. Nothing ever hurt. Nothing hurts them. Oh, I either. love pooping and eating. <laughs> Not <laughs> simultaneously. Not simultaneously. <laughs> um, like nothing hurts them. So yeah, and there's a very real, very real chance that he's been in that picture for decades. Yeah, being there called is. Patrick. Yeah, he's broken. Um, he's a broken man. Yeah. But but the other, you know, the other interesting thing is right. Like, we have no fucking idea how the hell. Patrick got out of the picture randomly. No, we don't. And that's so... Like, he must have shimmied his way out, right? Or knocked the picture well, frame no, over? Like, we saw them... We see them... Like, everybody else that manages to get out of the photo... Mm-hmm. Uh, the frame breaks. Yeah, and the they frame climb breaks out. or they climb out and something. But, like, he, she's so caught off guard. El, but she, being Eleanor, mm-hmm. is so caught off guard. And there's... She seems to be pretty on top of the fact of, of noticing whether or not these pictures are moving... Right. Or if there's an issue going on with them, um, and she's she's uh, she has no idea that Patrick. Sorry, Tucker. <laughs> Tucker. <laughs> it's not fucking Patrick. I uh, think she was up into a point, but I think she's she's also starting to lose her edge though at this point. Well, she's losing a lot more than just her edge. She's yeah. losing her fucking mind. Yeah, she's going a little <laughs> bit crazy. So I think that normally she would have been very in tune to whether these people are still in the picture frames or not. But I think when we come into the movie right when she's hacking up the pies and acting kind of cuckoo mm-hmm. yeah i think she's she's also starting to right yes. drop drop her guard a little bit so you think that she's hacking up the pies at the beginning of the film simply because she's just losing her mind maybe hmm that doesn't explain why they're swirling though i well, i just i don't understand I don't how i'm not exactly gonna... sure but I, either way though i think eleanor a year ago prior to this mm-hmm. would not hack up the pies like that regardless of what they were doing mm, i think okay. she's starting to get a little a little, a little crazy okay all right um so they kind of dismiss this whole tucker incident yes it's gone <laughs> as, as just a random hillbilly kind of strolling through the woods who's high um which is to be fair not entirely out of the realm of possibility no, no. um absolutely not and uh suddenly kyle decides that he's hungry 
then they're gonna go get something to I eat. I fucking hate Kyle. <laughs> I would be <laughs> fuck you. So they stop at this little hole in the wall. Uh that's not open. That's not open that at he all. He just walks into Really, this whole thing is his fault. Yes. <laughs> this whole I'm fucking hungry. incident is his Pack fault. Pack a fucking snack if you're going on an 11-hour road trip. Right? Stupid. Pack some nuts, man. Yeah, nuts are chips, healthy. Chips, cookies, anything. Trail mix. And fill you up. Yeah, yeah, trail trail mix. Mix. You guys know that I abide by the law of trail Dude, you mix. you get like the Costco-sized <laughs> bags of it. Yeah. yeah. You got yeah. me to start eating trail mix again. It's fucking delicious. It's like my husband. Every time we go on a fucking road trip, he's like, I'm hungry. I'm like, why don't you just fucking pack food? Because we'll just stop somewhere and I'll walk in even if they're and closed. It takes like an hour. <laughs> yeah, it does. It does take like an that hour. That takes so much time out of your road trip. It does. It does. Oh, God. Stopping you know for food is the bane of my existence on we road cannot, trips. We cannot have this conversation because I will literally just go on a tirade about <laughs> <laughs> how much yep. it bothers me. Uh, ben and I went on a four-hour road trip. It took us like eight hours. <laughs> Okay. How many times did you stop for food? Okay, we stopped for food. Then we forgot the pack and... I didn't forget the pack and... Ben forgot to pack the thing that our kid sleeps in. (laughs) Was this camping? No, it was when we went to the beach. Oh. (laughs) And then he was like, I'm hungry. (laughs) And then we just stopped to get a fucking bowl. (laughs) It was so annoying. Uh, Anyways. uh, A bowl for salad. Yeah, they... (laughs) For salad, is that what you're calling it now? Not marijuana? No, no, it's salad. It's, <laughs> it's a, salad a salad bowl. bowl. <laughs> yeah, that's green. All right. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. We're uh, very particular about the type of salad. Though. You know what isn't green? The town of Angel Falls, where they go. Uh, and and so they run into this pie joint, and it seems like this this pie restaurant is on the main drag, or Ellie's Country Cooking, I guess, is, is yeah. Yeah, it seems like you right can pull out the there drag. from the freeway. Um, and so it's like driving out to Luray, where like. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. where the caverns are? Yeah. Yeah. Because it's, it's Have you ever like, been to the you, town that's like right there? Yeah, you drive through like a couple of small towns and like the last one right before you like get to the like the last stretch, there's like some really good little fucking like diner style places, oh. but it's like right off the one road that you can drive on. I've been to the hospital there, but that's it. That's that's For, a story you're gonna have to share with us sometime. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so he decides to walk in. Kyle decides to walk into this place that's not open. Mm-hmm. Uh, says, I think as he walks into the restaurant, uh, if you didn't want any customers, you keep your doors locked. Yeah. Uh, and then just sits down at the <laughs> Don't table. Don't mind the clothes sign. I hate him. And then Eleanor just comes strolling out. She's like, get out. We're not open. Grill's not on. Blah, blah, blah. And she's, he's, so Kyle makes up some story about we're on our way to our grandma's, grandmother's yep. funeral or something. Yeah, to uh, visit our old ass grandma. Who's a but in the meantime, I'm gonna hit on you. Right, right, right. So they start. Nothing, nothing gets me hotter than my dead grandmother and my cherry, ter- and your <laughs> sweet cherry pie. <laughs> She's my cherry pie. <laughs> uh, you could tell that they couldn't afford the licensing for that song because <laughs> that would have been the scene to incorporate that in. As soon as, could you imagine just as soon as Eleanor starts sitting on the table and just like opens up her blouse a little bit, just she's <laughs> looking like a fucking Hardee's commercial. Yeah, Ugh. yeah, just no, she would have licked her finger and just just and then stuck it in it around his, his lips mouth. or something. <laughs> We're yeah. just sticking it, sticking it in his mouth. Okay, right. Yeah, and it's like a Hardee's commercial. And this is how the sweet taste of souls porn parody begins. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I haven't looked at that site in a long time. I'm curious. I, I need to That's see if true. they've uh, if there have been any recent porn parodies. Halloween's coming up. I bet you there is. I'm sure there I are. I bet you there's sure a hocus pocus one. <clears throat> hocus poke us. Hocus poke us. Uh, I think they already made that one actually. Well, I bet you uh, they'll 
reintroduce it. Well, while Palmer continues cast. talking, I'm going to uh, look <laughs> up pa- porn parodies and see if they exist. Uh, see what the new I'm, ones are. <laughs> I'm sure that everybody who's listening at Dark Coast is just going to be like, so appreciative of the fact that we're taking time to look at porn parodies. No, he's taking time. We're continuing on. Uh, uh, so one thing leads to another. They find a picture that seems to be suspicious to them. They accidentally knock it over. Eleanor loses her shit and kicks him out of the restaurant. Rightfully yeah. so. But not before giving Kyle a, a pie. job. Yes. <laughs> I mean, he was trying. <clears throat> but yeah, she yes. gets him a pie yes. to go. In front of his girlfriend. Who didn't seem unfazed. Who seemed unfazed by this that. This is a regular thing then. Yeah. yeah she's like, whatever. She's like, yeah, this is what he does. He is the Shadow King. She said he tries hard. And he knows how to use his fingers. And he knows how to use his fingers. Like, she doesn't give a shit. She's not trying to marry this dude. He's just... He's the Shadow King. He's just fun. He's fun to have. And look at his beautiful hair. Yeah, probably what it is. But she does give them a pie to go. Yes. It gives them a whole... like A whole pie. Big, big piece of pie. Uh, and by piece, I mean a whole pie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, a piece. it's one piece. It is one piece. It is one, one, one piece. whole piece of pie. When you really think about it. Yeah, it's it's just a whole piece. circle of pie. Big brain time. <laughs> <laughs> big brain time, whole pie. So uh, she, Eleanor's response is to get rid of the photo that she had hanging up by drowning everybody in the photo. And it turns out that everybody inside this photo is alive. Yes. Um so she she's this world renowned, or she claims that she's this world renowned photographer, and this a is a plaque her on the wall claims she's a world renowned photographer. Yes, yes. And this is her gallery, and this is kind of her outlet, right? And so she she uh, has these these four teenagers um, inside a surfer photo mm-hmm. um, that she proceeds to drown, which I found to be pretty ironic, and cackled <laughs> maniacally the entire time. <laughs> I did not pick up on that, but they, that's <laughs> it's these things. And I was like, how is this not a horror comedy? Um, This is really just... uh, It's something special when you really... When you look back and pick up on all these little details and you're just like, what the fuck? Um, Anyways, she drowns them inside the photograph and then she realizes that she needs a new group of bodies to fill up the photo. She's got the frame, yeah. She's got the frame. Why waste the frame? The surfboards are still there, too. Yeah, because they're surfboards. That's true. They don't leave with with the drowning. They're designed to be in water. (laughs) <laughs> they float. They, they do float. float. You know, kids don't. drown. Yeah, kids. Kids don't apparently. Uh, so she magically manages to pull them out of thin air, um, based on the photographs. So she's the entire time that they're at this diner, she's taking photos of them through the wall, right. like a fucking voyeur. And um, I guess because she has these images stored, as soon as she uploads them to her computer and prints them out, it becomes they become the images inside her. Uh, yes, picture. Her picture frames. Yeah. It sucks them straight out of reality. Yeah, so they're miles away at this point, and they're just sucked straight out of their car. Out of their car, yeah. Uh, and imported into a photo, and all of a sudden they're trapped. And now here's be- the next big talking point because we need to kind of discuss the rules of this. Mm, yeah. Okay. Say Fair. what you will about this movie. It is a relatively, and I. I I do say relatively because it's not entirely original. There are a few things that I'm going to talk about here in a little bit that that already kind of explored this idea, but it is a relatively original concept. It's not Um, one that we often see. Exactly. So there are rules. Here's what we know. There are more rules to this than there are in waxwork. 
There are more rules to this than there are in established slasher film culture. There are more rules to this than there are in the game of life. Yes. All of the above are true. (laughs) (laughs) There's also better walls in this than there are in waxwork. Also true. That's one uh, of the best things about waxwork. It's true. All right, let's, it's the let's, lack let's of stop talking about waxwork like it's not a fucking cinematic. Don't put me in a box, man. <laughs> cinematic marvel. Um, so here's what we know. Okay. People in pictures don't age. Mm-hmm. They don't feel hungry or thirsty, but they do get tired. They do sleep. They do sleep. Well, so it's it's not really, I'm not really sure whether or not they're sleeping because of boredom or if they're actually sleeping because they get tired. I think it might just be boredom. I, it might be. It might yeah, just I mean, kind all, of literally the, the only other things in that picture frame with them are four surfboards. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I don't. Well, they have other things to look at, though. Yeah, they have each they other can look at all the other pictures, all the other people. Dude, at some point, why aren't you? Yeah, but those people seem pretty useless. You're trapped. They've been in there for twenty fucking years. <laughs> look, hold on. Okay. Going back you would to... think of the twenty years that one guy would learn how to read lips <laughs> and play fucking Pictionary or whatever else they were doing. Going back to porn parodies. Mm-hmm. You're trapped in time at the height of your youth. There mm-hmm. are two girls and two guys. I don't know why that picture frame <laughs> yeah, why is not just they... a constant orgy. Yeah, I don't understand why they're not fucking all the time. I don't, I don't know Which does beg say. the question, though. Can they get pregnant no. in the picture? No. See, these are the things that we or need I guess to if, if they do, since they don't age, the fetus would never grow. Right. So they could get technically pregnant, but I feel like the fetus Could you imagine, grow. like, you're Coming in this picture, picture frame for, like, 15 years, and you have, like, just endless orgies. Mm-hmm. And then somehow you get out of this picture and you're like about to give birth, but you sudden like oh, 30 seconds previously, like you look like you, you weren't totally pregnant normal. at all. Yeah. Oh God. Surprise. There are so many questions that we have about the <laughs> status of this whole thing. Uh, so they do feel emotions mm-hmm. still like anger. They still have the urge to fight back and escape. Uh, phones work. Um, but they don't seem to have any service in the restaurant that Eleanor owns. That's a weird one. That is a weird one. But and I don't know if it's that they don't have service. I think it's the because, location. Yeah, yeah, I don't I don't know if it's that they don't have service because of like the geographical area they're in or if it's because they're stuck in a picture frame. I, I think or it's the geographical just, area. If she just has like a cell phone blocker. Because as soon as they uh-huh. step outside of the building, they oh, get yeah. enough of a signal uh, to true. post on yeah. Instagram, remember? So yeah. They can't use it, but but we don't know anything about. Is uh, do they have infinite bat battery life? Does, does the battery, battery not age? Yeah, does the battery yeah, not age? Does the battery imagine. run out? I like, would imagine it stays. If she got Wi Fi, would they be able to browse the internet? But hmm. why would she have Wi Fi though? Why wouldn't she have Wi-Fi? It's fucking 2020. Because she doesn't want the little people in her pictures <laughs> to start googling how to get out of picture frames. Mm, mm, mm. Touche. Mm-hmm. I know how to keep people hostage. Google would have that the answer to that. I'm Alex, sure. you're not supposed to say that part out loud. I would not have that information. <laughs> I eat salads. <laughs> I'm a mother. Uh, when when other people are around, the subjects of these living photographs are locked into place. They can't move again until that person is gone. Yes. But they can still move in front of Eleanor. Yes. But that's the only person that they can still move up. And each other. Yeah, Yeah, and each other. Um, This one actually kind of seems to be a little bit all over the place, right? So one of the big things that takes place later in the movie is that you realize that though they are frozen in place, objects inside the picture frame are not frozen in place. Like the surfboards and stuff? Right, because they they write a message Mm -hmm. to see if they can get... To the outside world. Yeah, they would help us, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, 
I don't. I, there's just a lot of questions that I have behind the logistics of all this. Well, they also made the alterations to the surfboards before someone came in, didn't they? Right. Yeah. 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 Because they were pulling. They were pulling off the labeling from the surfboards, right? Because they were just cardboard with with like yeah. surfboard images kind of so like, like glued could, on. Yeah. So then, but as soon as someone came in, then yeah, I guess the surfboards... yeah they were they were frozen, but the help us message was still there. It was still there. So um, you can alter your surroundings and that will stay still. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good to know. Yeah. That's helpful. Um, so we're introduced to two more characters, Barney and Sydney. They're two like cops, I think, or maybe Are pers- they? or personal investigators <laughs> or seems something. So gross. I don't. Uh, they're older. Um, Sydney's a little bit more jaded. Barney's more hopeful. Um, it seems like Barney had his daughter. That went under went missing under similar circumstances. Yes. Um, while while Sydney seems to be like the one. See, all right. So I think Barney might not have been a cop, right? But Sydney definitely was. Yes. And sorry, and when I said they were gross, I thought they were the other cops who were grabbing oh, her. But that's, oh, right. I don't think they're gross. Um. So so these two. Uh, uh, it feels like his daughter went missing, and then he was very in like. Involved in the involved in the her case, right? And befriended the cop who was looking for her, mm-hmm. yeah. and then eventually he was like, "Dude, you gotta like let it go." Right, and so they they, they discover the abandoned vehicle, mm-hmm. um, where where all these kids were when they were sucked out, and they realizes immediately that this case is very similar to what happened to his daughter, mm-hmm. and so he calls uh, Sydney in and says, "Hey, um, it's happened. Again. It's happened again." There seems to be a long history between the two of them of Sydney being called in to investigate stuff like this that's gone on in this town, and they haven't had any leads. Yeah. Uh, because because Sydney's he makes a point of saying something along the lines of, you know, like, last time was the last mm-hmm. time or something like that. This is only, like, one of the points in the movie that I actually really liked because <clears throat> I feel like that happens a lot. You watch like these crime documentaries and mm-hmm. the families talk and that does happen right. where people are very involved in their loved ones Hell dis- yeah, dude. Disappearance. Some, if something happened to Atticus, dude, mm-hmm. I would not rest no. until... And they're very involved to the point where they're annoying. Yeah. yeah. The... I'd be a fuck. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and not and not all people, but some people are and they're very much like become a not a regular, you know, it's not a bar, but they become a... Everyone knows who they are. Right. And like, this is this person... He's very determined to find their loved one who's missing, and like right. anything, anything that comes up in like the news or the media or like the internet, like they'll be there. Yeah. So I actually kind of, I really did like this part. It seemed very much, it seemed very realistic to me. Yeah. So uh, we're introduced to so these two, they while doing some investigating, Sydney comes across the pie shop. Mm-hmm. He meets Eleanor, and Eleanor's immediate reaction, he just wants to question her when he meets her. Just to say, hey, you know, like, I saw this Instagram photo that was taken of these kids that went missing. The last one they posted was mm-hmm. at your pie shop. He um, gets up, goes to knock on the door. She immediately just assumes that he's there to apply for a job because she has a help wanted sign up. He goes in, just kind of rolls with the punches, notices the picture. Mm-hmm. One thing leads to another. Suddenly, they're investigating Eleanor 100% as the last lead, but also, like, probable killer. Because at this point, I think they are viewing her as, like, a a serial killer. Yeah. Uh, Mm -hmm. 
Because obviously, why would you suspect that she's taking photos of children and keeping That's them right. trapped? And can you imagine, though, walking into someone's pie place and seeing a bunch of missing people in her photos yeah that's so bizarre uh and she has police coming in and out of her restaurant on a regular basis and those ones are creepy they're creepy and they don't give a shit yeah they're definitely like more beat cops than i think detectives right like um but like they have pictures of missing people from spanning twenty plus years. Oh, it's, I'm it's under the, the impression it's pie, man. She's just distracting. <laughs> it people. must be because like her boobs. I don't know. Well, that too. Because uh, how fucking ballsy is it? Exactly. To just be like, oh yeah, you see this new picture of mine? Because I'm a, I'm a world-renowned photographer. Look at this. Because oh, you might have been looking for these people. Right? Well, here they are. Because <laughs> she keeps special ones in her office. Yeah. yeah. So she can hide them. She doesn't need to have them like up. Well, I feel like the ones she keeps in her office, though, she keeps in there for like punishment. But also at the chance of being caught. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like that, isn't that like one of the most thrilling parts, right? Yeah. Like if you look at serial killers in their history in real life, they always keep trophies. Integra- or integrating themselves into the chase or yeah, um, yeah, and the investigation, trophies. keeping yeah. trophies, like figuring out a way to kind of hold on to what they've done. That's like a big boner thing, yeah. And then, and that seems to be hers. It's just, and in her case, it's she's just hiding in plain cops. sight. Yeah, yeah, it's just it's a small. T- she's she acknowledges it's a small town, yep. and she just hides it in plain sight. And sometimes, honestly, when yep. you're committing a crime, that is literally the best thing you can possibly do. But plus, I also wrong. assume that the photos that she's taking of these people, most of these people are passerbys. Like they're they're not from that town. They're they're oh no, they're on their and way through. And they didn't through. check so the into local, Instagram. Yeah, so like the local cops that are fucking completely useless. Like there's no reason for them to even know about these missing cases in the first place. Mm-hmm. Even cops who do give a shit sometimes can't find yeah. people in other missing. Yeah, you're right. So uh, that's a good point. Events unfold. Sydney goes back to the pie shop and ends up getting killed. And this is like. Uh, um, the turning point because now it's not just Sydney on top of her case, it's Barney as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and things are very rapidly collapsing. And in the meantime, one thing that we haven't really touched upon at all is the fact that Eleanor has this like voice in her head this entire fucking time. And a bird. Time. And well, the, voice, the voice of the bird, I thought. Well, well we don't necessarily know that at. at it until may be the, in her head and that's she true. thinks it's from I, the, bird. The, the first time I heard that voice come up, I rewound it and watched it like five times trying to figure out like what was going on. And then I just got fixated on the fact that it was a stuffed bird. It's a taxidermied bird. But at the end of the movie, we see the birds actually alive and moving. So I was like wildly confused. <laughs> so this is another thing, right? Like, for... I think that the bird is the demon. That's what I thought. Yeah. But she implies at a couple different points throughout the film that the cat is the demon. No. She does. Oh, she her cat it. princess? Yeah. Like, she says, oh, my cat is... She, she literally picks up her cat at one point and just looks at one of the police officers and is like, he's just a little possessed. I think she's just... I think at that point, she's just being like... Sorry, I think of my cats as demons, too. Like, what's that word? Your we, cats are demons, <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> I think at that point, she's just being like... I don't know what the word is, but like her cat's not Facetious? actually the demon. Yeah, like her cat's not actually the demon, but the demon is very close, and she's just fucking with them. I mean, that's what I they're think. fucking useless Keystone that's cops. What, that, yeah, that's what I think. So but. she's she's living amongst these demonic pets, <laughs> yes. or something. And Maybe it's all of them. It could be. It could be. But up until this point, like, well, up until the end of the film, we are under the impression that she's just kind of got this voice in her head. Right. 
Right. So she, the one interesting thing that I really appreciated about this movie is that the voice sounds very sweet at first mm-hmm. and it gets progressively more and more distorted and deeper and yeah. more sinister and eventually just turns into buffalo bill yes i told you not to let them in <laughs> so true oh my god <laughs> um and it gets more sinister throughout the course of the movie which i really did think was a nice touch yeah that was very um, good until we get to the very end, we finally get the history of what happens with Eleanor and Patrick. Mm-hmm. Um, turns who out, who is Patrick? Yeah, who Patrick is? He's her her husband. Um, they have a long abusive history with one another, um, and and you know, as a response, she kills him. And she realizes somewhere down the road of the film that her husband is actually dead, mm-hmm. and um, he kills her bird. Yes, he does kill her bird. He doesn't kill her cat. Right, and I, you know, it's one of so it's this. The bird is very like a central focus in this movie. Yeah, it is, it is. and I still can't figure out what that focus actually is. Though. The bird is the demon. No, like I, I get that, but the question is like, <laughs> why? So he why kills, not? he kills the bird. She kills him. Okay, yep. and then I assume she stuffs the bird. I think it's because or she gets the bird taxidermied or whatever the actual so when... verb for that would be. And then that dead bird and her psychosis becomes mm-hmm. like the vessel for Satan. Yeah. And once she's defeated at the end, the bird's alive again. Because when we see the bird at the end of the movie on Lily's shoulder, the bird's alive. And I wasn't sure about that, but I watched that scene five times to make sure. Okay. The bird shakes its head and flaps its wings. So yeah. maybe after the pie shop is destroyed and everybody's set free, or not free, but you know. According to usingenglish.com, okay. you say that somebody stuff a taxidermist stuffs a bird. Okay, that would so be the, the bird verb. was stuffed. So, so she st- she stuffed the bird. Yeah. And then her psychosis manifested the devil in this stuffed bird. But the bird is speaking with her while she's being abused by her husband. Mm-hmm. Or something is speaking yeah, to her. Yeah, she already okay. had the darkness by her. Yeah. And what she did by killing him was, once again, let the darkness inside of you, which manifested as the stuff's bird. Right. Uh, That's what I think. Yeah. So the kids, the kids managed to break the frame... They managed to climb out in what is a scene literally ripped from the Indian in the cupboard. Yep. Uh, <laughs> you see them become tiny. Did you ever see the Indian in the cupboard? Did you ever read that book? I, did, I, I mean, I saw the movie like a hundred years ago, it feels like. Yeah, I always liked that book. It's a good book. Yeah. It's a good book. I didn't even know it was a book. Yeah. That's, that's, I was much more well read than that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Jesus Christ, kill yourself. <laughs> Whatever, that sounds like something that you would say. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, I was I had graduated to Matilda by the time that uh, I did like was, the movie though, I think. Yeah, the movie was good. The movie yeah. was fine. Yeah, yeah, it was fine. Um the the uh scene is literally ripped from that though, because you see the hand go over the edge of the, the picture frame mm-hmm. and it's just like nineteen ninety five all over again. <laughs> Hell yeah. And <laughs> themselves up and it's just the Indian in the cover because they're tiny little people coming out of a big old picture frame but as soon as they come out the of the Indian picture frame never got hit by a car <laughs> so, I was so fucking happy when that happened <laughs> so I was very confused initially right because so as soon as they pull themselves out of the picture mm-hmm. frame they are immediately transported back to where they were where, right. when she ripped them out of the yes, real when world when they disappeared into thin air but not exactly where they were 
Just the same general location. Yeah. They were in the van yeah, when they, they got transport- pulled out of the right. road. The same area. Yeah. Yeah. So they get transported to the road. On the road. <laughs> and for, so they both get hit by a car. Him and Wendy both get hit by a car. And that's the end of those two characters right then and there. I'm sorry. Kyle and Wendy get hit by a car. Yeah. And, the end of and for some reason, Kyle right ends up getting knocked on top of their van. Yeah, that which I thought was hilarious. Well, I mean, people get into weird spots when they get hit by cars. That's but true. But like Wendy sh- went one direction and Kyle went the other and... I so, thought that was pretty funny. Because of the way that scene <laughs> bye was bye, shot, I was under the impression for a minute there that they that they had been transported back into the real world, but still tiny. Because the guy <laughs> the guy that runs them over never sees just them. like just doesn't keeps see them. Yeah, just kind of shrugs for a second. He's, He's like, like, "What happened?" I don't but he ran that. over a squirrel or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, or even less than that. Just kind of like, "Oh, yeah. I don't know what that was." But okay. I feel like most people even like. Like they feel bad a little bit when they hit a squirrel. Like, I feel like you would, you're gonna notice if you had just plowed over two people, and one went flying this way and one went flying <laughs> <Yeah>. that way. <laughs> so uh, maybe was, he was drunk on cherry pie. I was maybe left was, under the the impression that that they were still small, uh, for a good portion of the film. Yeah. But then eventually you realize that they're. They're actually returning. Maybe they're like those side. sponges that when they get wet, they turn into dinosaurs and shit. And they he got run over. The two of them got run over while they were still growing back to their full size. So I think the real moral of this movie, oh, uh, twenty times your own size, <laughs> is is don't drink and drive. Uh-huh. Drunk, yeah. drunk driving is the enemy. <laughs> really, I mean, they escaped so much. How long do you think they were in that photo for? Did they say like a month? Uh, I think it's I been think at least a couple put, of weeks. Like I think it's been weeks. about two two weeks. I think it's been about two weeks because oh, they it was say like at one, six weeks. They say say at one point that six days had passed, and then I think it's the course oh. of another another maybe like four or five days. Okay. Yeah. Throughout the to get to the end of the movie. Okay. Um. So, so I think it's two weeks. So there's a bunch of rules on top of the ones we've already talked about for how to get out of photos, right? And, and what that looks like and what that means. Um. And just the photos in general. So if she takes a picture, and as we're going to learn shortly, and kills somebody, mm-hmm. the person's still alive in the photo. Yes. Except but, for her husband, no. Well, she took a picture of him while he was dead. And I think that yeah, was she took like, a picture after okay. he was dead. I think that was like her first her first one but it's interesting right because that there is somebody that breaks that rule because she kills she kills the detective right or at least we think she does maybe she just concusses him mm. and then he Wait, bleeds the, out and dies which later which whose hand she, she cuts hit, off no she hits the first with guy. the frying pan because he's lying in a pool of his own blood but yeah. she takes a photo of him and he's still alive inside the photo so maybe he was just concussed yeah um but you're right like th- so you add this layer of rules on top of it and it makes things more complicated. But then significantly but, more complicated. But then she kills she kills off like half the people she's taken photos of by putting them in a paper shredder. Yes, which seems to be her mo, right? Which right. I'm curious though, because it's not like she's taking the picture and it's automatically getting printed. She takes a picture, she prints it off from her computer. Mm-hmm. I'm curious if she can just print another picture of the same people. Oh, and just kill them over and over again. Yeah, because that's like a crazy form of fucking torture, especially if like that person's connected the whole way through mm-hmm. and it's not just like cloning somebody where it's just like you shred them and then you print them off again and they remember this shit. Like, 
that concept right there mm-hmm. is infinitely more sinister than anything else that takes place throughout the course of the movie. So, like, that's, 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 kind of my take, that's kind of my takeaway with this movie is like there's so many good ideas and so many good potential avenues mm-hmm. that they could have gone down that they never there. really made it there. Like you never even see the people react really to getting shredded. You hear them scream. Yeah. But that's about it. Or right. even the people react to each other. I feel like they do that little thing where they're kind of like, I've been here for 20 years, and that was dark. That mm-hmm. was a dark point in the movie where they're right. like, they've been here for 20, and then yeah. they just kind of like move on from and that. Like, I assume by shredding the photo, that's not the same as them escaping from the picture frame themselves, no. so they're not getting back to their body. They're like dead. They're dead. Right. But like, there, there's so many things like that in this movie that are like, those concepts are present, mm-hmm. but they're never really fully fleshed out. There are some dark things that they don't. Touch on it. Well, let's talk about let's talk about the other thing, right? Like, so she when she's shredding all these photos, uh, there are several scenes where like the her entire lower body is like like covered in blood, (laughs) like she's got like blood all over her hands, on her dress, on like because it's like the photos bleed as she's shredding them, I guess. Yeah. So, uh, isn't that from when she stabbed the other guy though, or? No, because she uh, she it doesn't appear until after she goes on her shredding spree. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yes, she gets she gets blood on her when she's got well she gets blood all over her face and stuff which yeah. disappears because she's right. I guess she cleans that off but yeah then she's shredding the papers and she's covered in blood yep and I don't After I don't that. remember exactly when she separates Lily from the rest of the group does mm-hmm. she take them out of that picture frame together or does she just print Lily off and then cut that out by itself. I think she just cut it off with this paper she yeah, slicer. She cuts, yeah. So she takes the whole picture out and then cuts yeah. it. slices okay. off a, a, a slice of it. Which really just fucks with the aspect ratio. It really yeah. does. <laughs> it looks the same in the... Yeah, the photo looks the same. Yeah. It looks the same. Uh, so I, I'm with you. There's just... there's this Putting this this on top of an already complicated rule set makes things even more complicated. And I think this scene has a lot of loopholes in it and a lot of things that... Um, yeah. Leave more questions yeah. than answers. But then it begs the question, like, where where does this power to capture someone's soul and steal their soul come from? Is it the photograph? Well, I think like, is it is it the, the camera that when she she takes a picture of the second cop whose hand she cuts off, she's obviously covering up the lens? Well, we know it's not the camera. So is it the printer? I don't know. I think it's supposed to be the camera. But she the uses pie? multiple cameras. Her power as a yeah, I think it's just her. I think it's just her as a photographer that's yes. doing it. So that's it's, it's a... either her or the pie, really, and then everything yes. else is just a tool that she uses yes. to kind of. I would agree. create it. Yeah. Okay. It's her. Yeah. It's it's her, and whether people have to have eaten the pie or not is debatable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, we. Get, That's why she's a world famous photographer. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> we get a bit of a, a final battle between her and the remaining characters, and then finally at the end of the film, uh, we we cut back to to Lily, mm-hmm. and she's got the parrot. Or sorry, what what is it like a car? Oh, it's not a car. No, it's a, a it's a parrot. It's a parakeet. It's a par- no, a it's parrot. not. No, it's not a parakeet. It's a parrot. Okay. Okay. So she's got this bird on her shoulder, <laughs> and it's literally just talking to her. And we get a scene of her kind of walking into her own apartment and becoming her own person. But it's alive this time. Right. But this bird is, is alive. But it is the same bird because yes. it's the same colors. It's the same everything. Well, we also there was also the scene with Nate where like the demon or whatever was like taunting him and trying to yeah. get him to take up pick up the mantle from mm-hmm. Eleanor. But it kills him. Yeah. Because he doesn't want to be that dude. Right. right and so right, the right. assumption is that Lily's dark lost 
soul. Yeah, that's exactly what it needs to latch on to. Yeah. And then she progresses forward. So two women who have had terrible things happen to them in their lives are both the victim to this yes thing yeah. that takes over your soul. Although I don't know if that's necessarily like because it really tried hard to latch on to Nate, and so I don't think oh, it's so just, a man can escape it, but women are susceptible. But he didn't escape it. it. He got killed by it. Well, yeah, but I think it's worse to be taken in by it and made an evil person. Yeah, but then she gets she finds her but it. she found her purpose after that though. But she was an Pur- evil person. Purpose. Purpose. She's gonna instead of taking pictures of people, she's gonna tattoo things on them and make them yeah. be weird tattoo picture frame people. Yeah. So only women are susceptible to this demon thing? Apparently. It kinda seems that way. Just saying. It uh... <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> you didn't pick up on that because you're a dude. You're right. I did not pick up on that. I just... I got stuck on the blood tattoo, the, the, the bloody teardrop tattoo on Lily's face at the end when she opens she up her tattoo She clearly joined shot. the gang. Yeah, obviously. She went to prison for something. Did she? Well, yeah, I, I guess so. I think she so, tattooed yeah. it on herself. She probably did. She probably also, was the person she was tattooing at the end of the movie in the post credit sequence, was he dead? In the chair? Oh, I didn't realize. Maybe. Like, he looked like he wasn't moving. He looked like he wasn't breathing, and his eyes looked real glassy. Probably. Yeah, actually, come to think of it, I think you're right. But but who was it? I don't... That's the thing. Her first I got, victim. Oh, so maybe, she... Maybe. There we go. She's doing that thing. Yeah. Instead of taking well, a photo. Remember, they're both artists. Yeah, and then they there was a... Con, like they. She, she does photography, apparently. Mm-hmm. At one point, they talked about how similar they were. Yeah. Or... Nate talked about a, how similar you know, they that, were. That was kind of like another like throwaway. No, she talks about how similar they were. Eleanor looks at her and says, you and I that's are the right. same. That's right. Uh, and that's just like another th- touched upon very briefly, but not really delved into throwaway that this mm-hmm. movie does. And I think that's probably my biggest problem. Mm-hmm. I would agree. Throughout all this is, uh, you know, you're right, Sam. They do all these, these, these awesome concepts and then... Never delve into any of them. Yeah. And there's um, so many it's, it's also, things they could deal into. And it's also just not focused because every time they start to get into one of these, there's like a cutaway scene to some flashback that I don't give a shit about, about somebody possibly drowning. Or Yeah, nobody cares about flashbacks. Yeah. They're stupid. Stop them. So I don't know. Like the, the movie seems really disjointed, especially at the parts where like, like the, I guess the third act of the movie seems really disjointed because as soon as things start to really pick up, there's all these like cutaway scenes and. It just yeah. doesn't. It doesn't play well. I feel like there's a lot of room to be a lot spookier and creepier. And I would agree. And yeah. I think that they missed the mark a little bit on that. I do too. Um, I really think if they would have taken some time to sit back and flush out a few of these ideas just a little bit more, they would have had a much more compelling film. Because I think it right. Or I think. I think right now it deals with all these issues on a very surf, surface level, like a superficial level almost. Yeah. It talks touches on all these topics and tries to be all these different things and then ultimately doesn't go deep enough into any of them. And I think one thing, especially nowadays, that we're learning with modern horror is that the deeper you dive into the psychological aspects of things, the more effective you are in portraying what it is that you are trying to get across. Right. This is a great the, idea, too, being stuck in a frame. Oh, yeah. That someone yeah. has just stolen your soul 
soul. Yeah. And you have all. And of if your, they can just torture you endlessly. And you have all of your peers just watching you, who can also see you be tortured. Yeah. Like that's a great concept for a movie. Like it really the, is. It's almost. It's almost like. Uh, um, it, so it reminds me. Hostile. Well, no. <laughs> we, we talked about the Resident Evil remake that they're doing, and in the first, I think it was the first one. It might have been the second one. Um, where you see the giant fucking pit of dead Alice's mm-hmm. because, like, all the failed experiments. Now, granted, they don't remember their previous lives. Right. But, like, what if you took that concept and said, like, yeah, I could just print you out over and over again. I can torture you over and over again, and you're going to remember it every mm-hmm. single time. And all these people are going to fucking see And they're see all going to watch. And guess what? When I'm tired of you and you just then you're fully fucking broken, I'm going to give you a break and let you put mm-hmm. yourself back together, and I'm going to make you watch me torture these motherfuckers instead. What I was going to say is it's Clive Barker-esque. Yes, yeah. it is. It very much is. Um, I could I could see this being a very successful short yep. story with him, kind of like touching on certain things. Um, and I guess that's my biggest my biggest point of criticism is just you know uh, you you present such an amazing concept and you just don't go deep enough into it. Yeah. And um, I think we collectively agree ultimately with with all of that. Um, the movie wasn't bad. It was it was very intriguing. It um, was. It was one of those films where you know you're you're watching it and you kind of have to pause. And I, and there are problems. You know there are obviously everything's kind of dealt with as a super, on a superficial level. I really don't know whether or not this was trying to be a horror comedy or a or a horror film. Um, there were kind of just flip flopping with the writing in general, but I thought the acting was strong. Mm-hmm. I, uh, for the most part, I thought um, the, the <laughs> say what you will about the intro song, that shit was stuck in my head. <laughs> um, you quoted like two or three, not even like one line from it. I was like, I know exactly what you're talking yeah, about. <laughs> yeah. like, like there are there are parts of this movie that are that are very gripping and very well done. Um, and and whether or not it was intentional, it was. Is one of those films that I think collectively, I mean, we're sitting here, we've been talking about it for quite some time, and I think we could continue talking about this movie and its concepts and the ideas behind it for, for a while longer. And I think in that way, this film is successful. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think, like I said, you need to delve a little bit deeper into these concepts next time. Yeah. Um, Pair back and think about what really is yeah terrifying because honestly like you said just focusing on the couple that's been stuck there for 20 years is as existential and terrifying yes and what you said whether or not you can print somebody out and torture them over and over again in, in, in an amalgam of ways um there's there's actually i can't i don't there is a word for it but there is a style of japanese animation because of course it's japanese (laughs) um where they take paper dolls and they basically do like Goro to them. And Goro is exactly what it sounds like. Like very graphic, very gory stuff. And mm-hmm. it's almost always like little chibi women. Mm-hmm. And it's like they take these paper dolls. And there's always like these these stop animations done with them. Where they just tear them apart or like rip their limbs off and all this stuff. <laughs> and if they, if they would have like kind of focused on something like that. Maybe you don't focus so heavily on the gore. You can do like, you know, this is the person that's being put together after mm-hmm. after going through all of that. Yeah. Um, 
there's a whole bunch of stuff they could have touched on that like, I think would have been. Who are their families? Who are the people that these people are? I mean, because they, they, they touch on it like very briefly when they separate Lily out from the rest of the group. Right. Yes. And they take, you know, the, the, the idea. The whole idea of whether or not she's going to go in a coffin or. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're yeah. taking the idea closet, of you're, not right. only are you separating this one person from her group of friends that you locked her away with, mm-hmm. but you've also taken away the entire ability for her to move. Exactly. And, and that was awful. And it's awful. And she could be stuck like that for decades. And she'd been trapped in a, in a box by her family, yeah. right? Like, like you don't there, know There's anything. so much stuff that was, there. That was that, great. That was creepy as shit. There's so much stuff in this movie that they touch on. Mm. So, like, the ideas are there from the writer's yeah. room. It's just there's, like, there's a general lack of focus and drilling into yeah. them. Yeah. Um, exactly. Collectively, what... <laughs> What are we giving this film? Out of broken frames? Out of, I don't know, cropped images? Dude, butchered cherry pies. How yeah. many butchered cherry pies are we giving this? Um, I'll give it a two. A two? Okay. I was going to give it a two and a half. Uh, mm, a 2.25. I'm right there with you. 2.25 uh, out of out of five. So it's what, a 2.15 mm-hmm. probably? Something yeah, like something that. in that neighborhood. Uh, low twos. Are we not doing math 2.183333333. <laughs> 3. Is that what it is? I'm pretty sure it is. Uh, if I can do the math in my head, I'm pretty sure that's what it is. If anyone can do the math in their head, Sam, it's you. Plus two. My phone just died, so I'm not going to be able to do the math. Divided by three. People. Oh no! It's a two point one six 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 six. See, I knew that we needed seems, to do the that math. That seems a lot more fitting. It does. Seem it does. A lot more fitting. Perfect. Absolutely um, perfect. That's a that's a fair. It's almost a look, three. That's a great look, score. Yeah, it's it's one of those movies I think is worth viewing for concept alone. Yes. Um, because you don't see a whole lot of stuff like this coming out uh, with bigger budget movies. True. It's a lot of uh, ideas and concepts that have already been explored. This one, while it may seem like a retread, is a retread that we at least haven't seen in quite some time. Yeah. Um, and that's that's one aspect that I always really enjoy about whatever Dark Coast sends us. And strangely is... enough, it also doesn't involve the internet, even though it's set in 2020. Yeah. Right. You're very, except for the one thing about Instagram. Yeah. That's really it, yeah. Like, uh, like this movie could have taken place in 1995. It really could have. Um, and I really appreciate that about pretty much everything Dark Coast sends to us. And for that reason alone, I mean, I I keep looking forward to their movies. It's always relatively original concepts whenever we get material That's very from true. them. Yep. Very true. So adding to our list of October events, because, you know, it's it's spooky season, and, and I will be damned if we don't say it's spooky season. Uh, I will be interviewed. Freaky two Fridays before the fiscal season. <laughs> I will be interviewing uh, Julia Marchese. I think, God, I hope I'm not butchering that last name, from the Horror Movie Survival Guide podcast. I'm a huge fan of this podcast, and this interview means the world to me that she's coming on to do this. Um, we've also got the event on the 17th. Yep. Uh, once again, I will be posting all those details one final time because I'm sure people who are not in the Richmond area are so sick of us seeing it. Posted <laughs> Don't you want to know this party that you're not going to go to? <laughs> it supports a great cause. It does. It, it supports does. a great cause. We're, we're doing this in, in, in uh, well, not in partnership. It is Geek Wellness Education 100% handling the event. We're just here helping them. We're amping kinda, it up. Kind of amp it up. Yeah, that's all we're doing. We're just standing on the sidelines. They're yeah. doing all the work. Um, we're going to be attending that on the 17th. Uh, we've got a couple other interviews lined up. We will also be on a podcast, Sam and I, uh, on Jeremy, uh, a friend of our, ours, Jeremy. Um, he, we will be on his podcast, Point of Jew, for his uh, for his Halloween episode. Um, that will be taking place, I 
believe on Friday. I don't think that will be released until Monday the 19th, if I remember Yeah, correctly. that sounds right. Um, <laughs> and then finally, we've also got an interview with David Murdoch. David Murdoch's been doing some very interesting stuff. Uh, he came up with a relatively original concept for a graphic novel that I uh, am in the process of reading right now. And I'm actually looking forward to the new game that he's got coming out based awesome. on one of his characters. So that's going to be a very, very awesome interview that's happening on the 21st. And we'll probably have that ready to go for you guys by Friday the 23rd. And then you can look forward to a regular release in the final week of October with a movie... But we haven't decided yet. I was going to say, we haven't decided on this movie no, yet. No, we haven't decided on this movie this yet. This is a big deal. This is a big deal. Uh, I think I will say, and and feel free to change this, but I will mm-hmm. say I have really enjoyed the trend that we've been doing lately of d- doing stuff that's been recently coming out. Yes. And there is no shortage of shit. No, absolutely <laughs> If not. you want to go listen to 10 minutes of me talking about what just came out this week alone, go back like an hour. So uh, I think it's fair to say we will do a recent release, although you you look like you might have something no, no, else no, in I mind. Think, no, I think that's good. No, I think that's good. There's okay. also some... Bigger... As long as we can always do our Christmas movie tradition. Oh, yeah. Then dude, there's I'm no fine. way we're not doing Silent Night, Deadly okay. Night Part 4, four. come, come, yeah. come okay. December. That's continuing until right. we run out of Silent Night. And there's, <laughs> there's a bunch of stuff okay. that's due then to I'm release fine. like right before that episode would come out. And, and even then, we might just restart just Silent Night, Deadly Night all over again. I think we should just never stop doing Silent Night, Deadly Night. It just keeps getting better. It does. It does. All right. On that note, uh, you can follow us individually. Before we go there, though, uh, I do want to plug. We did just release one interview uh, last week. Oh, we did. Yeah. Uh, Sam handled it. New Gorgeous Details. It's the first one that I've run, so you actually get to listen to someone other than Palmer for once. That's nice. Uh, Whether Mm -hmm. or not that's a good thing, I don't know. Let me know. It's the first one I've ever done, but it was with... uh, I think it sounded great. William Simmons, uh, author, critic, journalist uh, and editor of Shadow House Publishing. It was uh, talking about his, primarily his latest release, Season of the Dead, which I had the privilege of reading. It's a big anthology full of all sorts of spooky short stories ranging from some of the better known, best known authors like H.P. Lovecraft and Poe, so I can finally say that I read some Poe, Alex, and kind of look like... The Raven. Have you never read Poe before? I have. It's just been a really long time. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, but he's got everything from those two plus Bram Stoker all the way down to a bunch of like dug out of the bottom of a barrel, barely known authors. Okay. Um, it's a, a great mix of stuff. Um, it is available now. Again, it's Season of the Dead. Um, so check that out. He has a, a fascinating take on horror and what's also inspired him and some of his life events that Kicked him out of writing and then brought him back to it. Yeah, it was a surprisingly personal interview. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, He's was... also got some new stuff coming out that he gave us the inside scoop on. He did. It's great. He did. Uh, it's going to be exciting. We've got a whole bunch of stuff around the corner. You can follow us individually. I'm Palmer at Sturmsworth. I'm Alex at A. Looters. I'm Sam at Sam Heaps. Oh, God, it's so nice to be in the same room again. I can just... I can just point he has to, to you guys. point us like he doesn't, like, you don't think that we know when we're supposed you to go. You do, but there was always, like, I, I always <laughs> edited it when we weren't in the same room together, so there wasn't, like, a 20-second pause for you guys to, like, wait for a second. And well, there click. was there was one time in particular where, like, I just, like, blacked out or something. And I'm so, Sam like, you both, you both said what you were supposed right. to say, and then there was, like, 30 seconds of oh, yeah, dead I'm air, Sam. and I was just like, 
Oh yeah, I'm I'm, I'm here Sam. still. I, I'm on Twitter or something. <laughs> God, Sam, be better. Yeah, be better. You're right Sam. though. It's very nice to be together. It is. It is. Um, especially during this time of year. You mean in uh, a creepy October? I can't remember my own. <laughs> <laughs> what was a morbid month of October? No, four frightening Fridays, two months before the end of the fiscal year, there all leading up to the All Hallows Spooktacular Spoopy Season Finale Blast. There yeah. we go. There we go. God, why don't we just say that from now on? Every that single just time. rolls off the tongue. <laughs> Macabre month. <laughs> all right, everybody. Take care. And as always, keep it creepy. Keep it spooky.